0: Well, you can see <laughs> uh, that I uh, I wasn't out uh, protesting and looting uh, by you the, do the color my on my face. You can't spend, spend all day at the beach and then go out Excuse and break me. windows?
1: Excuse me. The looters, they don't start until uh, it gets dark out. I know. No,
0: right? At 2 o'clock so
1: in the morning. So you go out, you go to the beach, you right. get a nice sun, <laughs> a good tan, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then you go
0: out and you uh, you break into uh, Target. Go shopping in, uh, forget about Target. Go shopping in Soho at two o'clock yep. in the morning. Go to Gucci and the Nike Gucci store, and,
1: and Coach, and, and coach. all these beautiful places. Oh yeah. my God, very nice. Well, you, you know, and that's part of the strategy. they are actually uh, uh, some of these uh, Antifa people, these outside sources, forces, whatever you want to call them. John Miller, by the way, NYPD terror chief. I mean, he's he's all over that. He said uh, he he's got inter- intercepted communications, encrypted communications. Uh, instructions on how to do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's just one of many. Uh, one of many. The president said he's going to label dem- uh, uh, Antifa a uh, domestic terror organization. And you have others. You have Marco Rubio and, uh, and even uh, people like uh, this creep, uh, uh, Keith Ellison, who's taking over. He's actually taking over the, uh, the prosecution of the cop. This guy, too, and he was in, in January of 2018. I believe it was January of 2018. Just look it up. You got a picture of him holding uh, an Antifa guidebook and says this. Now I know how to put uh, uh, fear in, uh, in the hearts of uh, Trump supporters. And he's holding up an Antifa guidebook. And he's in charge. Of, no, he, he's, well, we know about this him guy's anyway. the attorney
0: general of Minnesota. He used to be uh, number two in charge behind Tom Perez and the DNC. He hates Jews. We know that. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to uh, our owner, John Katzmatidis, this morning. And uh, it seems there are three different groups of protesters right now. The Antifa, which you just mentioned. There are actually some people that are peaceful protesters. There are some that are out there actually trying to make a point, whatever point that is. No,
1: no, no. There are protesters and there are rioters.
0: Right. So there's three You have the protesters who are are out there for, for their cause, the rioters, which is the Antifa, and then a third group, which he talked to me about this morning, which is money coming from China. Maybe even as as payback for Hong Kong. Yeah, that's exactly right. China is—they're trying
1: to exploit this whole thing. Do you have that Rubio clip? Rubio sums it up. Marco Rubio sums it up beautifully. Uh, I asked for this clip overnight. I don't know if we have it. If we have it, not yet. No, we don't have it. So, uh, yeah, Marco Rubio. No, they're all over it. They they know that China and outside forces, maybe even Russia, trying to exploit this stuff. And I would add one extra uh, as far as uh, the groups. You have some of these peaceful protesters. Uh, what, uh, from what I read, researched overnight, and you know, uh, I would read up on John Miller and what he said and what he's saying. Uh, you have these Antifa people. What they what, what they'll do is they'll smash the window. Or they'll cut the they'll clip uh, the uh, the fencing. Right. They'll set the stage for these peaceful protesters. Those among them who are more excitable to actually do the rioting and the uh, looting.
0: Right. That's right.
1: Yeah. So it's it's like they know what they're doing. They have a plan. You have, in fact, these two uh, uh, schmuck girls who came in from Catskill, New York, and threw the Molotov cocktails. Yes. From Catskill, New York, they're outsiders. They're total antifa people. I mean, this is all. All organized, orchestrated. And then, and then there was two two people who threw uh, Molotov cocktails. One of them, believe it or not, is a, uh, he's a graduate of Princeton. He was furloughed from his law firm in April, and he had a female with him. She's a Fordham a law school graduate, uh, t- another Ivy attorney. Liga. Yes,
0: an Ivy Leaguer, two attorneys. Oh, yeah, you, you'd be surprised when you see some of the folks that are involved in this. But, again, those are not the the angry protesters that are – Upset because they feel like there's racism or they feel like there's uh, too much police brutality. Those are the folks, like you're talking about, Bernard, who have an agenda, which is basically destroy Donald Trump, destroy this country, and well, cause as much know, anarchy and chaos as possible.
1: You're right. Destroy Donald Trump, of course. He is the man in charge now. But these uh, anarchists, really, they go back, they go way back. They go way back to the 90s. I remember in the, I was at the uh, 2000 Democratic National Convention in L.A. They were there. And that was when Rage Against the Machine was big. They were there. They go to these, oh, you know, these uh, uh, global conventions like at Davos, Switzerland, and they yeah. cause chaos. And, and they've been there. So now it's, uh, but but in this case, apparently they were lying in wait. They're like, okay, something's going to happen, and mm. when it does happen, we're going to pull the trigger. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to go there. You're going to do. And it's all they have it all planned. And the latest news too was last night, of course, Friday night, the president. It's been confirmed that he'd spent time in the bunker in the White House. And uh, a, a, a whole bunch of Secret Service people were injured. Anyway, uh, he did so again last night. Uh, apparently, they were worried about car bombs. They're yeah. putting these, uh, inf- these incendiaries in- into cars, and they were worried about car bombs, and they put them in the bunker again last night. As they some, should. Some outlets are reporting that.
0: As they should. I mean, you saw what was going on right outside the White House. So we've seen that already. And yes, it only takes one explosive in a car to do even more damage. So it's not as if there wasn't even some of that outside the White House. There was. Oh, it was bad. I mean, and that's why when he
1: tweeted uh, the vicious dog thing, which people uh, misconstrued as, you know, uh, hearkening back to the days of uh, the civil rights, and you have people like uh, Chris Wallace and David Muir repeating that. No, he's talking about the, the – they do. They have vicious dogs in the White House. The, the Secret Service has them if somebody breaches the White House walls. Right. And that's what he was talking about. In fact, during the Obama administration, somebody did breach the wall, and the dog the, – they had the dogs go – actually went after the guy. Yeah, he and, meant literally dogs. He Literally, literally, vi- literally dogs. Vicious dogs. Right. Uh, they have the, – <laughs> the Secret Service has them in the White House waiting to go out and attack anybody that breaches the walls. And so anyway, it was a hairy situation there Friday night. He
0: still went out to uh, watch the rocket take off on Saturday. Oh, how great was that? Can we just take one second to talk about something really cool? I actually came in from, uh, we were taking a walk down by the river, Danielle and I, and we came in at about 3.15 to make sure we caught this. And when, in fact, they made it past that first hurdle, and you saw the two astronauts actually kind of putting their fist up and working with the equipment inside that shuttle. How amazing was that on Saturday afternoon? No, it was
1: pretty good. I mean, uh, sadly uh, eclipsed by all the uh, BS. But uh, yeah, it was really. I mean, it's, it's, it made, made you proud. Made you proud uh, it made to me be an proud American.
0: watching Donald Trump Absolutely. stand there yeah. with Mike Pence and um, who was the, uh, the lady again? The um, oh come on, the, the lady standing next to Mike Pence. She's another government official. But it was nice I, I don't if, know. for a couple of minutes. You were really proud to be an American, and then yeah. some window broke somewhere, and you were embarrassed again. Right? No, it was <laughs>
1: terrible. I mean, I mean the fact that uh, it got such uh, short shrift in the media because of
0: these, uh, well, understandably, this uh, national wave of riots. But, you know, the media, they're unbelievable. You know, Cuomo will have you arrested if you're not wearing a mask. You can go out there and you can break windows and cause havoc and light cop cars on fire. And yet... I heard nothing over the weekend about the lack of social distancing. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, these protesters, thousands standing right next to each other. Where was the social? Where were the masks and the social distancing? Did, where did, was
1: it? Did, did de Blasio's daughter got a citation uh, when a she got, ticket, when yeah. she was arrested for yeah. unlawful assembly. She didn't get a citation for uh, a lack of social distancing. Of course not. No. Uh, what, what the hell happened? All of, all of a sudden, that's not a big deal, right?
0: I, I guess not, right? It, you, you didn't see CNN last night yelling and screaming about social distancing. Here's Marco Rubio on the outside forces
2: have been largely peaceful they are not the ones looting and burning and hurting people but something happens at these protests right around sundown suddenly they start to turn violent and they start to turn violent because some people show up and they show up with backpacks and in them they have batons and incendiary devices we've heard reports of people showing up in trucks to begin to take things out and that's when the looting starts that's when the violence starts who are these people because the real protesters on the ground will tell you they don't know who they are. They've never seen them before. These people are violent domestic extremists. And they range from Antifa groups who are radical to the left to some other groups radical to the right. In fact, groups that I would argue don't even belong on the political.
1: They don't even belong on a political spectrum. And uh, he went on. He went on. But uh, listen, I guess the best clip of the weekend, I would say this. The, was Believe it or not, was the mayor of Atlanta. She's talking about these people who are rioting. She was, uh, I mean, she she couldn't have been more on the money. Uh, I don't know how much of her we have, but we do have some of her from Saturday. She did appear on the Sunday shows yesterday, but this was her on Saturday talking about the rioters. She wasn't the only one. The mayor of Chicago said the same thing, believe it or not. These very, very liberal uh, African-American women, she, uh, this mayor bottoms from Atlanta. Take a listen to her.
3: This is not the legacy of civil rights in America, this is chaos, and we're buying into it. This won't change anything. We're no longer talking about the murder of an innocent man. We're talking about how you're burning police cars on the streets of Atlanta, Georgia. Go home.
1: Yeah, I mean, she talked about them uh, getting liquored up and you yeah. drinking. I mean, she was she was she went on for a long time, and she was. She was, uh, I mean, she was was good, thousand percent correct. De
0: Blasio said go home too, and then one hour later, his daughter got arrested. Literally, one hour later.
1: Actually, I think it was the opposite. Oh, oh, she got got arrested first? She got arrested at 10.30, and then at 11.30, Saturday night, he said, everybody, now it's time to go home. My daughter just got arrested, so the rest of you get the hell out of here. But
0: what she said there is exactly right, and it's something you and I talked about on Friday, which I tweeted and Instagrammed on Friday, was that, you know, I actually saw on social media over the weekend, I counted about 10 different Posts that uh, had George Floyd's name incorrect. They had Sam Floyd. They had George Murphy. I swear to God. I heard one guy on Fox News kept, uh, and the guy's great, too. He's a great reporter. He kept calling him George Flood. George Flood, okay. So, point being, it's not even about him anymore. That's exactly right. Poor, this poor guy died, and, and no one, it, 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 they just <laughs> want an excuse to go out there and destroy this country.
1: Yes, and, and it really is a, an orchestrated, uh, uh, you know, a con- a conspiracy to do just that, to take advantage. I mean, I swear to God, I really believe now you heard Rubio and you heard uh, John Miller from uh, the NYPD, the terror chief. This was a plan. this They were lying in wait for, this to, for something like this to happen. They, and they knew it was, it was inevitable that something like this would happen, and boom, they pull the trigger,
0: and it's happening. So now, if you uh, put this in kind of a, a category of comparison, I'm a sports guy, I can't help myself, and I give you two other moments in time like this, this is where you're going to be great. Rodney King, Los Angeles, Michael Brown, Ferguson, Missouri. How does this rate compare to those two? Not as bad, equally as bad, worse? I would say uh, not
1: Rodney King so much. I would actually go back to 1968. All the way back then, the actual riots. Yeah, I would actually go back to 68 to make the comparison. It's as bad as that. It's an election year, and it says why the riots. uh, Then they also, the riots encompassed. They weren't weren't only race riots. They were also... uh, Anti-war riots. So, I mean, but the scale of the riots was – this this weekend was as great as the scale of the riots then. I don't think either – neither Brown nor Ferguson – Brown nor – what was the other Rodney King. Rodney
0: King. Rodney King was relegated to really just Los Angeles. Right, and and pretty much Missouri was all for Brown. They had some other protests here in New York, other places, but now we're seeing this. I got news for you. They stormed the embassy in London last night.
1: Yes, it's worldwide, and and it's a bunch of not only major cities, but minor cities. Uh, Hopefully, they've played themselves out. I don't know. I mean, listen, the good news is this. New York City reopens phase one in a week.
2: (laughs)
0: A little girl is a Pretty apropos song for the morning. Bruce Springsteen, I'm on fire. 625 on your Monday morning back here on the Bernie and Sid on the morning show on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Which Lowry and possibly Bernie Kerrick can have stopped by today. I, I did, um, as I told you, Saturday we watched the... Um, The rocket launch. That was great on this otherwise hectic, chaotic, horrible weekend. And yesterday, I have to admit, I enjoyed myself. I hate to say it because the world is on fire, but I did. I went out to my uh, dear friend Michael Sullivan's house in Breezy, as you know, Bernie. And uh, my wife, Danielle, had a great time with the two Donnas. Three Murrow kids there, by the way. And all the guys, Val and Tommy and Frank O'Hara and John Neese. In fact, Frank made a bunch of pizza yesterday. Him and his kid on the Brooklyn Dip. And it was a beautiful, beautiful day and at least five times during yesterday's beach romp at the Sullivan's house, somebody pointed to the other side and said, there's Bernie. Now, they couldn't see you, of course, but uh, you're, you're out there on the beach, I'm aren't on, you?
1: I'm on that next island. Uh, you cross that uh, sound there or whatever it is between those two islands. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I am on that island. I'm on the other side, but I'm on the island. Yes, down about, I'd say from you... Uh, 12 well, miles? Probably, uh, yeah, 10 miles, yeah. 10, 10 to 12 miles. Because Mike's
0: wife, Donna, actually, bike rides at, uh, to your neighborhood and yeah, um, yeah stands I, outside I, I your used,
1: house. I used to run down to that Atlantic Beach Bridge there. I used, oh, you did? I, I used to run from my house to there and back when right. I was training for the half marathon.
0: By Reese Park? You went down no, to the no, No, beach? no, 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 I didn't, no. I didn't, no. I don't cross any bridges. No bridges. I stay on my island. Just stay there. That's the rule. Yeah. No bridges. None of that. So if you go to my Instagram page, at Sid Rosenberg, or my Twitter page, at Sid Rosenberg, even Facebook, Sid Rosenberg, you're going to see... Yesterday morning, a picture of Joel Osteen. And you're saying, Joel Osteen? What are, we, what are we talking about here? You know I love Joel Osteen. Yes, I do. I don't know why I love the guy. I mean, I get more, more emails and tweets and Instagrams. Oh. He's a crook. He's robbing people and whatever. There's an old stereotype about these uh, preachers. Uh, and a lot of them used to be they were.
1: They were con men and all. But Joel Osteen, by all accounts, is a very sincere guy. Although uh, during uh, the Houston uh, uh, hurricane. Right. They did accuse him of not allowing people to come in, people who needed uh, shelter right. to come into his, uh, his, his church. church or yeah. whatever yeah. because they might mess it up. But he claims that that's not the case. Right.
0: Know. So he's, uh, he's on Sunday mornings, like 10 different channels. So I get up yesterday morning, have my cup of coffee. I go to the Channel one first, which is uh, New York 1, and uh, they're showing the riots all over the country and stuff burning. I, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. So I go to Channel 2 locally, and they're showing the riots. I, I can't do this. I can't do this. So I go to Channel 6. 7 they're showing the riots. So then I go to ESPN. I go, what are you looking at? Davian Goliath or, or Gumby? Or, I would have loved that, Davey and Goliath. Yeah, I right? love that show. Sunday that would have been morning. great. Right. Or the Bowery Boys somewhere. Perfect. So I go to ESPN. I go, this, this is fine. I, I, nothing's going on. I understand. But maybe there's news about Major League Baseball. Maybe the NBA is coming back. And I get the ESPN. I swear to God. And they're about to go to commercial and the reporter goes, and when we get back, we'll get the players' reactions to the death of George. <laughs> I go, come on. So now you get these, these NBA players. God bless them. God bless them. Uh, they can't even shrink together a sentence, some of these guys. And they're out there yelling and screaming about George Floyd. Then you get this LeBron James, who I used to really love LeBron. Don't forget, I was in Miami when he made that announcement. I'm taking my talents to South Beach, teaming up with Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. And they did go to four successive NBA finals and won two championships. And he was always that guy, never got into trouble, right? He was always the guy we spoke so nicely about, LeBron James. He has become one of the most polarizing athletes that I've ever witnessed in my 53 years he on this planet. A very hateful person. Right? Very, yeah, no doubt about so it. So he comes it's out clear. yesterday and he tweets this. LeBron James tweets this. Why doesn't America love us too? So I send a tweet right back to him because he knows who I am. And I said, LeBron. Yeah, how many millions and millions of little white kids wear your number 23 Cavalier jersey, your number 23 Laker jersey, your Miami Heat jersey? Millions and millions of white kids that love you very, very much. What the hell are you talking about? What's he talking about, yeah, Bernie?
1: Exactly. No, listen, it's a good question. He's, got, he's, he's talking gibberish. He's talking nonsense. He's. I mean, uh, he. he it's, it's this victim culture is very alluring, very appealing to people. But they dangerous. want to be victims. But it's become dangerous. Of course, yes, because because well, he's a hateful person himself, so he wants to hate, and that's uh, that's the, the, the best way for him to manifest it is to pretend that he's some sort of victim, and, and a victim by who? By, by, by at the hands of uh, white people, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, yeah he's, uh, he really is, like you said, polarizing. And he's, uh, speaking of people who can't string together a sentence,
0: he's no Kobe Bryant. He's no Michael Jordan. He's a stupid person. And on top of that, you know, you would think of all the weekends when a certain former athlete would be the guy that would be the face of this because he was only Instagrammed and tweeted about 10 million times over the last three days. And that, of course, is the, the picture of police brutality in this country. Former 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick, where's he been? Isn't he the base of all this?
1: Yeah, He tweeted out last week something, uh, but I haven't seen or heard him. But again, that's why I've said that for a million times. That's why uh, Colin Kaepernick has not done TV shows, doesn't have a show on MSNBC right now is because, again. As soon as he opens his mouth, you
0: see how really stupid he is. Well, was. you have said for a long time, you know, I, I'd be more patient with guys like Kaepernick if he could really articulate what exactly yeah, yeah, he's yeah, so t- upset t- about.
1: T- and I've been asking for years and years when people talk about systemic racism and the police, well, come on and talk, let's talk
0: about it, let's have a conversation. There is no, look, the, the fact is, this is a fact, But they the, don't- they don't, there are millions and millions of interactions, millions, in this country between police officers and black people millions and millions of interactions, we're not witnessing hundreds of deaths. So I said that to my cousin who lives in Atlanta, she goes, you just don't get it, man. She goes, it's not just about the people like George Floyd that get killed. She goes, my son, I told you this story, he's 13 years old. If he walks down the block and there was a crime committed, then they stop him. And I said, well, wait a second, Kyra, I love you to death, but at some point, we all need to have a very adult conversation. It's not just by chance that her son, who's my cousin, I love him, is a black kid and just gets stopped for no reason. At some point, some of our communities need to be somewhat accountable for why there is this genuine paranoia and these statistics that you seem to blow out of proportion. Again, George Floyd, innocent man, God rest his soul, tragic, terrible story. But don't act as though there's not an issue inside your community that leads down the road to some of these issues. Plus, Is that fair?
1: Is that that's fair? That's very fair. And, and there's no epidemic. The data doesn't back up the uh, narrative that these police do it, as Joe Biden would, 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 will tell you when he panders, uh, systemically. The data just doesn't back it up. Doesn't exist. And more people are, way more people, are, way more white people are killed Unarmed and armed by the police than are black men. Not I mean, even you close. Know, you never hear about it. Not though. even close. So so when uh, an awful thing happens, the news media amplifies it. Everybody, uh, you know, they, that, that's what they do. They, they, they disproportionately report on it, obsess over it, and you get that perception that, yeah, this is happening all the time, and it's not. I was
3: kissing
1: Valentino by crystal blue Oh, such happy music.
0: <laughs> manic Monday. Yeah. The Bengals, Susanna Hobbs, she was cute. Oh, she is cute. It's alive. I guess. <laughs> she was, I... Uh, she was cute.
1: Real but, cute. Uh, but it is, uh, <sighs> I guess it's sort of manic. I don't know. Mix, <laughs> you a mix don't, it don't know. It, 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 well, it's, it's an awful Monday, but it is the first day of June. Today is the, the beginning of uh, what they call meteorological summer. Mm. Today is that. And that's a good thing. I mean, we have three more weeks where the days get longer. And um, I mean, you got to savor it. You know, look, <laughs> days get longer. Every day now feels like a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just saying how what a great two days you had. I a, had a lot of people. Look, the the, the Central Park uh, Meadow was crowded with people. Yeah. Not every place is uh, mired in riots. No, no, no. A lot of people are living their lives uh, sort of insulated from it. But of course, again, the, to use the word, it, all this gets amplified on the media, and and it really it is it is. It has, has has
0: become widespread, minor, major cities and all of that stuff. It's mostly at night. I mean, for example, Saturday afternoon when I was walking down by the water with my wife, there was a protest going on. They even said to us, you sure want to go in the park? We're like, why not? Riverside Park. And, um, well, there's a protest going on. We actually thought about heading home, but we went through the park anyway, and it was peaceful. It's the stuff at night when people like me and you are asleep. <laughs> Where they start going berserk, you know, one two o'clock in the morning and, and smashing things and putting yeah, well, things well, down. And, again,
1: uh, <laughs> the, the the Antifa people who uh, who are totally, uh, I mean, organizing this, orchestrating it, and and planning for it. This is John Miller. I'm going to read his quote. Number one, before the protest began, organizers of certain anarchist groups set out to raise bail money and people who would be responsible. For raising bail money, they set out to recruit medics and medical teams with gear to deploy in anticipation of interactions with police. The gear he's talking about are uh, incendiaries for cars. Yep. And uh, Batons, bricks, bricks. Sto- stones. Right. And, I mean, look, they, they actually uh, intercepted, encrypted the communication between uh, these people. And that's what he's talking about. John Miller, the head of
0: the terrorism uh, unit in New York City for the NYPD. He had COVID. He was actually very, very sick. I know. We almost lost him. Thank God he's okay. And how many of these people, besides the Antifa people, who are out there looting and doing these things, are folks that are criminals that were let out because of bail reform? That too. And what they do? (laughs) I mean, come on. And and a lot of
1: them are are kids, uh, teenagers, and and people in their twenties who've been stuck in their homes for all these months, and now finally the weather's nice, something to be mad about, and you, you lead a you know you lead a horse to water which Antifa is doing with a lot of uh, some of these people here, they're, they smash the windows, and then they run away and allow these kids or whatever to run in and do the looting. I mean, they're, they're sort of uh, uh, they're inciting. They're inciting violence is what they're inciting, looting. I mean, it's all planned out. And uh, you know what's weird, too, is that uh, this, uh, this guy from uh, Minnesota, Keith Ellison, your, your favorite, my favorite guy. Here, first of all, his son tweets out in response, of, uh, in response to Donald Trump saying the United States of America will be designating Antifa as a terrorist organization. His son, Jeremiah Ellison, who's about 20 years old, he tweets, I hereby declare officially my support for Antifa. Oh,
0: fantastic. This is Keith Ellison's son. He must be very
1: proud. Now, take a look at this. See this picture here, Sid? Look, take a look. See that picture? Oh, yeah. That's Keith Ellison holding an Antifa handbook. And he writes, uh, this needs to be shared far and wide. This is our very own uh, Minnesota Attorney General. Oh, no, that's somebody else writing. Uh, He wrote, anyway, that uh, this puts the fear of hearts in. Oh, here is what he writes. Antifa, the anti-fascist handbook. By the way, they're anything but anti-fascist. They're the epitome of fascism, is what they are. But he says it strikes fear in the heart of at-real Donald Trump. And he's smiling with an Antifa handbook. And he's the guy that's going to be prosecuting the cop who, by the way, is on Suicide Watch right now. You know what else was great? You mentioned sports figures. Yes. Uh, J.R. Smith. He beat the <laughs> oh, hell out of him. he uh, This uh, little white uh, Antifa punk smashed his window as they were marching by his, his home or something, and he chased this kid down, and he beat the crap out of him. It was the best video of the weekend, him stomping him, punching him, kicking him, And uh, I guess he got called out on uh, social media. He tried to explain himself. He doesn't, believe me, you don't have to explain yourself. And Dermot Shea, he said that what we saw Saturday night was a mob, not a protest, was a mob. That was Dermot Shea. And, of course, people like, when you have people like uh, the mayor of Chicago and the people like the congresswoman from uh, uh, Minneapolis, Elon Omar, saying the same thing, I mean, when they're the voices of reason, you know that the uh, opposition is really insidious and bad. Listen yeah. to both of these still. That's
3: why I'm also hurt and angry at those who decided to try to hijack this moment and use it as an opportunity to wreak havoc, to loot, and to destroy. You should be ashamed of yourselves.
1: That is the mayor of Chicago echoing the mayor of Atlanta and a lot of others, and even Omar said the same crap, uh, the same sentiment about uh, these outsiders coming in and starting, uh, you know, uh, stoking all of this uh, violence. Oh, Joe is in New Jersey. Joe, this is great. The Hollywood celebrities. Good morning, Joe. Good morning,
4: Bernie and Good morning. Uh, What's up, buddy? Dude, crazy times. But, you know, you hear these uh, Justin Timberlake, Telling his fans to raise money to pay for the bails of these people. And then and Van Jones comparing the protesters and rioters, the rioters to the Boston Tea Party, and then that slob, Patton Oswalt, compared these protesters and rioters to the soldiers who stormed Normandy Beach. Are you Kidding me?
1: Yeah, what? I mean it's sickening. Hey, listen, you had thirteen, uh, no, no, uh, uh, no, less than thirteen Biden staffers. Thirteen Biden staffers contributing to bail out these rioters, these looters who are victimizing minority businesses, at least uh, in other cities. Last night they targeted some up uh, upscale stores here in New York, but no less than thirteen Biden volunteers donating, and also Seth Rogen. Also, uh, Steve Carell. Correct. People, people right. like that. It's unbelievable that they're doing this. Uh, thank you very much, Joe. Listen, the other thing that happened was the, and, and I swear to God, this is where your fake news comes in. Uh, it's really disgusting. ABC News last night, your boy David Muir, he led with this <laughs> My story. My boy
0: David Muir. Yeah,
1: he led with the story that, like, these, these cops... Who were, they were actually entrapped by a mob, two SUV vehicles. Now, this is in the wake, of course, of uh, vehicles being uh, 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 throw, ha- having Molotov cocktails thrown at them. You see in the video, they have bottles being thrown at them. They're They're, they're, they're surrounded by a mob. What am I going to do? Am I going to be George Custer here, or am I going to get the hell out of here? Well, they got the hell out, and they did it very, very slowly. They drove slowly. Nobody got hurt. But uh, people are like, oh, my God, the police drove their vans into uh, the, the, the mob, the crowd. That's not what happened at all. They, no. they drove very, very, again, they, they could have. And, uh, you know, if, if one of them had panicked, they would have driven into the crowd. and A lot of people would have gotten hurt. Nobody got hurt. But th- they're trying to create the perception that the, the cops are driving uh, in, right into the mob. They don't care about
5: anybody. Now, the mayor, to his credit, actually defended the cops. Listen to him. I don't ever want to see a police officer do that, period, period, ever. But I also know that there was an extremely dangerous situation, and the one thing they couldn't do was stay there. So rather than me theorize, let's get you the facts of both the police investigation and the independent investigation. And so it's clear that a different element has come into play here, who are trying to hurt police officers and trying to damage their vehicles. And if a police officer is in that situation, they have to get out of that situation. The video was upsetting, and I wish the officers hadn't done that. But I also understood that they didn't start the situation. The situation was started by a group of protesters converging on a police vehicle, attacking that vehicle. It's unacceptable. So the officers have to get out of that situation. Where it's happened in the last 48 hours, they have. But what I want to see is that we get these violent protesters off the streets, because the people in New York City, everyday people are not doing this. They just don't do this to police officers, and they don't do it to police vehicles. He
1: sounds, wow. ne- next to the mayor of uh, Minneapolis, he sounds uh, like Rudy Giuliani.
0: What happened to
5: him?
1: I, I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> thank God. I mean, th- there's some voices of reason. I mean, even in this time with, the, with these crazy people who we, we would never think would utter uh, sane and reasonable assessments, you heard it right there. The, the, the mayor of Minnesota, by the way, He's responsible for all this. Not Minnesota, I mean Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Jacob Excuse Fry. Me. Jacob Fry was yeah. the one who authorized, oh, the, yeah. the, the, who ordered the police to evacuate the third priest. And if he had nipped all that crap in the bud. It would have been much better, right? If, 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 if everybody got their, uh, you, you know, their orders, marching from orders, from, from watching what
0: happened in Minneapolis. Yeah, in fact, we had uh, my cousin Norm Coleman on Friday. He was the mayor of St. Paul, the other Twin City. And he was uh, pretty measured with you and I. But then he went on John Katz's Matiti show. And he uh, opened up a can of whoop-ass on Fry, and uh, some other folks in Minnesota. In fact, it made the Hill. It made the Washington Examiner. And he said exactly that, that if he was the mayor, he would have done exactly of what course, you just uh, said, uh, Bernard. That, and it never would have escalated to the point where it got because this Jacob Fry is a complete idiot. Well, and, I, and I did ask him that. I said, look, if, if he had stopped it on, uh, on night one, do you think we would have
1: had night two? And your, your your cousin, excuse me, agreed. Yes, you got to stop the first bottle throw. You got to stop the second one. You got to stop the third. That's how you stop riots from metastasizing. And so, anyway, I'm glad he went on the Katsimatidis and said the same thing. Living on a
3: lighted stage, approaches
1: the unreal. It is unreal back here on the Bernie and Sid show. Heard everyone on the 77 WABC app. Uh, let's go straight to the phone, Cindy. Why the hell not? Jim is in Brooklyn. Good morning to you, Jimbo.
0: Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, good morning, Jim. So,
4: this was a heartbreaking, heartbreaking weekend. I'm going to give you a real-life situation. that My son-in-law, he was a cop in the 4-4s, a sergeant at 3-4, worked in Brooklyn all weekend. Now, they're pulling in some people... This guy had just logged a garbage can at the police. He grabs the guy, and it turns out to be his former teacher at Brooklyn Tech. Are you kidding and me? Te- I swear. And he tells him he's so disappointed that he be- that probably became a cop. And then he tells him, get ready. He says, because if Trump gets elected, you're getting this every night in America. <laughs> they took him and processed him. He had been arrested 13 times already
6: for protesting.
1: Unbelievable. And, and, and I'm not surprised at all. Uh, you had, by the way, speaking of uh, NYPD and what they're going through, can you imagine the, uh, the, rest- the restraint they're showing you've, you've heard about? You see it on TV, like, for example, in Minnesota, even the National Guard, they're standing there with their uh, rifles at the ready and you got these uh, these mutts in front of them just cursing them out. Just nasty, just just vicious, and they got to stand here and take it.
0: I know. Got to stand there and take it. You, you, you almost wish they could just shoot them. <laughs>
1: well, you, you wish they could do something. You have uh, uh, an NYPD female. She went home. Uh, I believe it was Saturday night. She got off her shift. She put a bullet in her head and killed herself. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible, horrible, awful job that they have, and uh, we thank them for it. On the burn- I'm being counted down. This is very, very uh, professional here. This is a little strange. We, we, we're coming right back, folks. Circle
0: on the cold, dark ground the rain is falling down
4: The church door's thrown up I can hear the organ song
1: And the congregation's gone
6: My city of
0: Springsteen, my city in ruins as we start the 7 a.m. hour, hour number two on this Monday morning. Bernie and Sid in the morning on Talk Radio 77 WABC. You know, uh, Josh Orgenbaum just texted me. He's going to spend a lot of the summer in upstate New York, and he lives in Brooklyn, of course, and he's like, uh, I don't know why I live here anymore. And that is such an overwhelming sentiment now. From just about everybody I speak to, I know it's anecdotal, Bernard, but everybody I speak to that lives in Brooklyn, Manhattan, they they just had enough. And it's a shame, too, because we were driving back last night from Queens, going over the, um, you know, through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, from the West, Henry Hudson, up to, uh, up to the apartment. It's still so beautiful. The, the, the New York is still so beautiful, but it's, it's just been ravaged by awful leadership from the governor to the mayor to, uh, you know, it's scary. Uh, we don't need riots for New York to be scary. Any given day, I walk over to 96th Street and Broadway, which is a block away from West End Avenue, which is a very, very high-rent district, and you feel like you're taking your life into your own hands. So what's happened to this city even before this nonsense over this weekend is just, it can make you cry. I mean, I spent, I spent 11 years, Bernie, down in Florida, at, you know better than anybody, trying to get back here. Right? I had to get back to New York. I, working in Palm Beach and Miami and Boca, beautiful, nice weather. I got to get back to New York. And the job is great. And working with you was a dream. But what I've seen in my five years since returning is so depressing. It really is. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I can't it, call
0: this the greatest city in the world anymore. Be, I can't. Believe it or not, it, it is in the last five years that it
1: deteriorated uh, such to, to, to this point. So what are you saying? The day I arrived, that was the beginning of it? it, it no, <laughs> not, I'm not saying uh, that you caused it. Okay. But it sort of coincided with uh, the, it, it was, uh, Mayor de Blasio's uh, tenure, of course. Uh, and a lot of other things, the, uh, the you know, just most most recently the switch for, uh, in Albany from a, a Republican a legislature to a uh, Democratic legislature. And so the, between Cuomo, de Blasio, the legislature, everything is just it's just gone downhill. It's just terrible, terrible. And speaking of looting, I mean, there's there's been looting going on during this whole pandemic, this whole shutdown. Looting galore, stores getting robbed, burglary up like sixty-three percent, auto theft up fifty percent. So it's been going on. It just was concentrated this past weekend. Uh, There's nothing funny about it, but it's it's been concentrated. The the, the, the whole thing is awful, terrible, and uh, the same people that are doing the uh, the slow motion looting. I mean, as I've I've reported here uh, many many times. They just get let out, let out of prison again. Yeah. No, I know. They just uh, Immediately, right. One guy was
0: suspected of 18 break-ins. Just let him right back out. So mm-hmm. he's no doubt doing it again. It is ironic that we actually found a story that put the, uh, the pandemic, I should say, uh, in the middle of the paper. Yeah. And not on the front page or the back page. are calling it the scam-demic.
1: All of a sudden, nobody cares about social distancing. Right. All of a sudden, it's no big deal. No, uh, you know, Governor Quote. Oh, well, you know, maybe they should, but what are you going to do? But before that, it was like, oh, yeah, we'll give you 20 years in Leavenworth if you don't uh, yeah, social
0: distance. That's all they talked about. Wear yeah. a mask and social distance or you're going to jail. Now uh, de Blasio's daughter gets arrested. She gets
1: a a, a ticket for unlawful assembly. No ticket for a, a lack of social distancing, which no doubt she was engaging in. So, I mean, it just, it just exposes once again, Sydney, the hypocrisy. On the left in the media.
0: It does. And and for the folks out there that are claiming there is systematic racism with our police forces, again, there is no statistics, none at all to to actually prove this. In fact, I could make a much better case again. Like I said earlier, millions and millions of interactions. Weekly in every city across America, and uh, black people are not getting killed every single time. That I, it's so ridiculous, just, but just, just look at the data. I mean, right. yeah, that's what so, they've been saying for during the pandemic. This is going to be data-driven. Let this be data-driven as well, which it's not. So then, for the folks out there that want, you know, make a difference, and we got to do something. And I, I, I went right back to the the very first day when Floyd, God rest his soul, was killed, and I told you the very next morning, Ice Cube who we like, the, the actor, the rapper, Mr. 3-on-3 basketball, he sent out a tweet that said, you know, we need to basically raise hell. I mean, is this what they want? What, when we got to do something about it? What are you going to do about it? What do you mean we got to do something about this?
1: What are you going to do? The, the guy was arrested. You have uh, you have the Attorney General Keith Ellison is now in charge of the prosecution. Actually said yesterday on, uh, I believe, oh yeah, it was uh, Fox News, fake news. Whenever it's Chris Wallace, it's fake news. Chris Wallace didn't ask him, by the way, about his uh, support for Antifa, never asked him about his connections with Louis Farrakhan. Of course not. Uh, whatever. He said he, he's, he, now he's now in charge of the prosecution. He said that this is, that this is standard. In other words, it's not uncommon to, for more charges to be added. They have to make sure that they can convict before they just slap sure. charges against
0: these people. I mean, he actually, uh, this is Keith Ellison talking. Right, right, of all people. And look, the guy, maybe he should have been arrested a day earlier. We're not talking about weeks here. I mean, look, the kid down in Georgia, God rest his soul, those uh, white rednecks, they were out for three weeks before they actually came to get him. That I understand but uh, this thing moved relatively quickly. Even Norm Coleman admitted that as a former DA in the state of Minnesota. He would have arrested all four right away. I get that. But it moved relatively quickly. The guy has been arrested, the main culprit here. So when, you, when these folks were out there screaming, we, you know, let, let's do something about this. What do they want to do about it? What? They say that uh, the charge that he received uh, is
1: third-degree uh, murder, right? which is essentially manslaughter. manslaughter. Yeah. That carries a penalty of twenty-five years. I mean, that's not that ain't uh, nothing. But th- they want to gather, you know, cross their uh, T's, dot their eyes, fine, before they charge him or anybody else with anything further. I think they want all. Uh, I heard one person say they want all four cops, yes, to be charged. But I believe there was one. One cop was urging the guy to get up, uh, get off his neck. Uh, there was one cop. So, you know, they, they got to look at all the facts. You, know, so you got to give them time. That's the way the wheels of justice work. Here. You don't want to. You know, you don't want to, you don't want
0: to unjustly no. charge somebody. I'm, I'm okay with what they're doing. You know, again, you can make a little bit of an argument quicker or fine. But I just don't. I'm trying to figure out. I've watched a lot of television. read a lot of stuff. I uh, heard a lot of people talk. And they want to do something about this. You know, it's got to stop. What's got to stop? And how do you stop it? And what are you talking about? What do you want us to do? I heard some, some guy this morning on Fox News do some editorial. I think his name is Fowler. Ricky Fowler, something like that. It's time for even white Americans. That could be your son, your daughter. What do you want us to do? First of all, you can't prove to us statistically that there is this. There is this uh, onslaught. Well, so, so what do we? What, what do you want us to do? And here, here is what is, is, I guess, the sad part
1: about this is that everybody was united. They saw the videotape, especially the second part. You know, uh, and, the, and the, they learned that he was he had the cop had his knee for over eight minutes on uh, George Floyd's neck. Yeah. And that he was uh, unresponsive for almost three minutes. Yeah. They everybody so everybody was unified
0: in their <laughs> you know their horror at what happened. I didn't hear we, one person defend this cop. Not no. white, not black, not yellow, not green. Nobody's defended this you, cop. You
1: Nobody. People come out. Uh, everybody from Bernie Kerrick to uh, Trey Gowdy to all kinds of Republican types. You know, cop supporters. The president saying this. The president of the United States. This is horrible. Yes. The president immediately. Uh, implemented uh, or, or directed the attorney
0: general to start a FBI-DOJ investigation. Everybody was united. Everybody. Now, so, look, that wasn't the case in Ferguson, Missouri, because the truth is this kid, Michael Brown, was a thug. He was a piece of garbage. I don't care how many times Hillary Clinton invited his mother up on stage. Uh, I, he actually rushed that cop, and, and he deserved what he got. Can I prove to you why uh, that,
1: that is true? The hands-up, not shoot thing was a complete hoax. A, uh, the cop was acquitted. Uh, That's A. But B... Uh, it was President Obama was the president at the time. His DOJ declined to press civil rights yeah. charges. Yeah. Uh, president Obama's, re- get this, folks. President Obama's DOJ under Eric Holder said, no,
0: we're not going to uh, pursue civil rights abuse charges against the cop because he didn't do anything wrong. So that was different. So the people like me, for example, we were not with Michael Brown there. We were not. I, I think what the cop did was justified. But in this case, like we've been pointing out, I haven't heard one person. And I don't talk to skinheads and Nazis. So I haven't heard one person that doesn't think that Mr. Floyd was was innocent, and this cop shouldn't be taken uh, and, and 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 you know exactly. jail. Throw the book at him. Throw the book at uh, him. Whatever, of whatever them. it takes.
1: A life imprisonment. If they have the death penalty, whatever, whatever they have, whatever the whatever the sentence calls
0: for. And then I got to see these kids, these morons, walking all over New York City with their hands up. Now, now, last I checked, Mr. Floyd, again, God rest his soul. He was—he uh, died because the cop had his knee on his neck. He wasn't yeah. shot, was he? No, they're they re- re- repeating. No, the, I understand the, the
1: Canard from uh, twenty fifteen. Right. Was
0: Eric Garner shot on 20, Staten Island? Twenty fourteen. Uh, no, no. no, uh, no. So the, they've made the the uh, comparison, which I guess is fair. Although I don't think again that the the cop uh, Pantaleon should, got what he deserved either. He should have been uh, let off and not fired. But the the, the comparison is more between Garner. And, and this gentleman, Floyd, than it is Michael Brown and Floyd, there was no gunshots. What are you putting your hands up no, for?
1: No, that was a hoax, folks. That's what ignorance does for you, or, or willful stupidity. I don't know. Either one of the two. But, uh, yeah, hands up, don't shoot. A canard, a hoax. It never happened. It's phony. And uh, to prove it, the Obama d- administration yeah.
0: declined to prosecute. I'm worried for these cops. You know, uh, my friend Lou Spagnola, you know, he's, he's a cop there in, in um, in Patterson, he actually texted me Saturday night when when uh, it looked like the, uh, the Newark precinct was going to be breached. Philadelphia, they ran over a cop. I mean, I'm actually, I'm worried for these folks who are 99.9999999, Timmy Haskell. These are some of the finest people. They wake up every single morning, put their lives on the line to protect people. And uh, right now there's a bullseye on their backs because, unfortunately, the loudest are the dumbest.
1: And they got to show restraint. I mean, guys up in their mush uh, yelling the vilest things at them. You you had uh, uh, 33 cops, I think, on Saturday night were injured. Yeah, One guy had a brick thrown at his face, a lieutenant. He lost a tooth and... You know, his mouth is all messed up. I mean, it's just awful what's happening. Is
0: that what you want, Ice Cube? And you got one one committed suicide in Harlem, yes. uh, a female. So is that what you want when you guys say, you know, we got to do something about this. we got to do it. we got to do something about this. We're not going to be silent anymore. Is that what you wanted? Joke. Back here on the Bernie and Sid
1: Show. Heard everywhere in the 77 WABC app. You have a little uh, 1968-ish time period music, which is... Uh, I pointed out earlier, probably more analogous to these uh, situations than, than, say, Ferguson or um, Rodney King. Rodney King, yeah. Rodney King was uh, really the riots relegated to one city, whereas this is n- sort of nationwide. but uh, Worldwide. World- yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. these idiots. So, uh, you know, you were talking earlier about LeBron James. He's uh, stoking division on Twitter because he's really a stupid person. He's no Kobe. He's no Michael Jordan, who did tweet about this as well. But uh, th- those are two; uh, those were two smart guys. Was uh, Kobe and uh, Jordan smart? LeBron stupid, and uh, we also had J.R. Smith, a former New York Nick, <laughs> yeah. actually beat the crap out of an Antifa punk, a white Antifa punk out in L.A. After the kid smashed his window, I mean, it was—it's like it, just watch it online, folks. In fact, oh, I was going to say we'll post it, but we're a little short-handed this morning, so uh, just check it out, folks. It really is incredible. And uh, Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman's uh, speaking out, talking about the looters. He says, hey, we're human beings, not blanking animals. Oh, he's mad at the looters. Yes, he's very mad. He's telling them to stop. He said, stop, go home, stop. I think somebody needs to come out and say, hey, guys, what are we looting? What? Are we, why are we stealing? Why are we creating more issues, more problems? Dennis Rodman, this is a bad, bad situation. But the fact that you're going to protest, protest in the right way. And he's right, but uh, it's partially... and partially getting hijacked, in fact, mostly getting hijacked by these Antifa people. We talked about it earlier. Uh, Bill Barr pointed it out. John Miller, the NYPD terror chief, pointed it out. President Trump pointed it out. A lot of people have pointed out the fact that
0: this is an orchestrated effort on the part of these Antifa people. But now, didn't President Trump also this weekend say that now we are officially Categorizing Antifa as a terrorist
1: group—that's exactly right, and and he should. Antifa, which uh, it's it's a very uh, a shady amorphous. It's uh, technically Antifa stands for anti-fascist, which is ironic because uh, they're the epitome, the personification of fascism and anti-free speech and all that stuff. The brown shirts in Germany are what uh, these Antifa people are—they were at the women's march, everything during the Trump administration, uh, Trump campaign, I should say—and they're anarchists. And the anarchists now have been around forever. I, I mentioned earlier, I was at the 2000 uh, Democratic National Committee in L.A. I walked right into a crowd of anarchists, a so Rage Against the Machine, that whole uh, mentality that's been around forever. These people are the same. They're, uh, they're, the, they're the descendants of those people back in 2020 years ago. Uh, They're the sons and daughters of them. And by the way, Keith Ellison, who's in charge of the prosecution, not to repeat myself, but we do have a different audience. Uh, Keith Ellison is is, uh, an Antifa supporter. Just look at a tweet of his from 2018 where he holds up an Antifa handbook. His son just put out on Twitter yesterday, I am a a, a 100% full, wholehearted uh, supporter of Antifa. And uh, Mayor Giuliani actually said this. Don't elect progressive Democrats if you want to be safe. Mm-hmm. He true. said that now. It, that, and, true. and I've been saying that for a long time. But uh, just witness, uh, these: most of these riots are occurring in blue cities. Almost all of them. Minnesota, by the way, is blue through and through from the top to the bottom. Yeah. From the uh, governors to the senators to the mayors to the attorney general, Keith
0: Ellison, for God's sakes. This Jew-hating Louis Farrakhan palling around uh, That's why it was uh, sort of amazing that Norm won. Because uh, Norm, of course, Paul Wellstone and his whole family were killed tragically in that helicopter accident.
1: Norm, your cousin, who you're the former senator. Senator, right. He won.
0: Walter Mondale was put there when Wellstone and his family died. Yeah. But he did win. He was winning anyway. Now, he did lose to a couple of Democrats, guys like, oh, I don't know, Al Franken and Jesse Ventura, who was uh, not a Democrat. He was uh, whatever you want to call him uh, in the state of Minnesota. But it was amazing that Norm even won when he won as a Republican in that state. No doubt. And, of course, Minnesota, Minneapolis. Uh, where Elon Omar is from. So
1: you, yeah. So Rudy Giuliani is exactly right. Don't elect progressive Democrats if you want to be safe, because uh, I mean, in New York. We've we yes, we have progressive Democrats in uh, De Blasio and and now uh, Cuomo, the panderer, who knew who should know better, but he doesn't. Uh, however, you, we we did have for a long time, and they saved this city, Giuliani and Bloomberg. Yeah, they did. Yeah, there's and, no question. And and, and uh, the gains that they made.
0: We're slowly losing with these. these... No, no, they're gone. We're not slowly losing. These must. They're gone. We were slowly losing them. Now they're completely gone. I think the COVID and this now, uh, it's a very distant memory how well Giuliani and Bloomberg did. I mean, here's Cuomo on Saturday afternoon, this moron, uh, during his briefing, basically giving all of us, as if we need this, a history, a lesson on racism. I mean, he's out there doing his coronavirus briefing. Tell me exactly when my gym is going to reopen. Tell me exactly when my restaurant's going to reopen. I don't need Governor Andrew Cuomo to give me a history lesson on a Saturday afternoon when, for the most part, he's kept all of us inside for no good goddamn reason. Right, and
1: and he doesn't really give a rat's ass about uh, all all his uh, social distancing and people staying at home. It's all out the window now. It's been exposed, and nobody cares about it. Yeah, Governor Cuomo should... uh, he should just shut the hell up and reopen. We we got to reopen this place right now. Right, phase that, three. Right to phase three. Right, we we right <laughs> right to phase four. Yeah, Everything right. wide open because uh, part of this uh, this looting in New York that went on, especially last night, was because there's no people on the street.
0: Nobody out there.
1: If there were some people, it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as bad. It wouldn't be as blatant. Uh, it just wouldn't. And and so it's time to reopen and get commerce going again. Because yes. Uh, These guys have driven this city, both Cuomo and de Blasio, into the ground. It takes years and years to come back from uh, this sort of rioting and looting. Uh, Unfortunately, the extent wasn't that great here as it was, say, in Minnesota and other places like Philadelphia was bad yesterday. Philly was terrible. But but we still have a chance. Reopen everything right now, and let's not turn this place into Baltimore and Detroit because that's where we're headed.
0: Boy, it is rough. Watching scenes from Portland, Oregon, Santa Monica, out in California, the whole country. And uh, even as we talked about earlier, the embassy in London, it's gone worldwide now. I want one more quick note, you know, setting the fires and all that stuff is bad enough. But when you get a hateful group like Black Lives Matter, and that's all they are, when they desecrate St. Patrick's Cathedral, that's, that's kind of where you have to draw the line, no? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's pretty offensive. Look, St. Patrick's Cathedral, of all places. I mean, really? Is, uh, w- was that Black Lives Matter? Do we know?
0: Yeah. yeah? Well, it's, they, they wrote Black Lives Matter. Oh, they did? Okay. On the church, yeah. Sons of bitches. And right outside of Harvard, I remind you, when I took Ava to go see Harvard, right across the street is like the oldest church in the history of this country. And they've got the Black Lives Matter flag on that church, too. I, I don't understand. They're a hateful group. And they were built on a lie. I just don't get it. Anyway, Rich Lowry is the editor of the National Review. He's a big star on the Sunday morning shows, and he's great here every Monday morning. Our friend Rich. Rich, good morning, pal. How are you? Hey,
2: Rich. Hey, pal. It's good. How are you?
0: Great. So answer this for us. Uh, Bernie and I have uh, worked very, very hard to find the statistics that prove that there is, in fact, systematic racism inside our police forces around this country. And what we've noticed is there are millions of interactions, millions, between cops and black people, and uh, millions don't die. So can you provide us with some statistics that make sense of why they're setting the world on fire?
2: Uh, I I can't. It's not in the statistics. You know, you do have some of these individual cases where you have bad cops, and this appears to have been a a really Let uh, Let
0: me stop you right there. Do bad cops kill white people, too? The answer is yes.
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah, okay. It doesn't get the it doesn't get the kind of attention. But I'm open to the idea it it happens more uh, to to black people. But I think it's it's you know it's and the sense of that is anecdotal. Um, but you know this was, this was a bad uh, a, a bad way to subdue George Floyd. You're supposed to stay off the neck. Now the, the, the cop's going to have a defense, right? He's he's going to say he he didn't die of asphyxiation and he he had other underlying health issues, and, and it'll be, uh, in that respect, they're going to try to make it like the Eric Garner case. Guys, what I think you don't get around, though, or I, I just don't understand, is you take his pulse, there's no pulse, and you keep doing it. And and uh, I was talking to a, a real smart cop yesterday, writes a lot about this stuff, thinks everyone has both the story about the hold wrong, you know, that he, he had his weight distributed on both knees, you know, it wasn't just one knee bearing down his neck. They said even so, eventually you need to realize the guy's in trouble and go into life saving mode, and and they didn't.
1: I don't think Rich Lowry anybody would disagree with that. I mean, in fact, before the riots, uh, and 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 still now, everybody was you know in agreement. It was universal. Everybody was horrified by what they saw. Especially, uh, you know, when, when you knew the facts that uh, almost three minutes after the guy was non-responsive, the guy still kept the cop, still kept his knee on the dude's neck. It was just horrendous. But now these uh, these riots, which have been really, it's like Charlottesville. Remember Charlottesville? Of course, you had the One, one side was the. They were the uh, anti-statue people, and the other side, the Confederate statue people. The other side were the pro-Confederate statue people. They both got hijacked, one side by the Nazis, the pro-Confederate statue people, and the anti-Confederate statue people got hijacked by Antifa. That's what you're getting here, the peaceful protesters. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Rich Lowry, I believe you tweeted about this. Antifa, uh, they were cocked and ready for a tragedy like this, and uh, they took advantage of it, and it's been successful for them.
2: Yeah, I think that's an element of it. Now, it wouldn't shock me, you know, St. Patrick's Cathedral wouldn't shock me if that was a white Antifa guy right. who did it. Cause, right, Because you have had video. There's, there's some graffiti. I don't know where it's from. These it, snippets all run together. But two white girls dressed in black the way Antifa did were tagging a Starbucks. And this black protester comes like, what are you doing? And we've seen a lot of that. We, there was a, a really stark example yesterday in Washington, D.C., where clearly it was an Antifa guy, had a hammer, he was going on the sidewalk to try to get bricks up. Um, and and these, these black guys, a couple of white guys too, but mostly black guys, they tackle them, they, they bull rush them over to the cops and say, take this guy. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, on the other hand, you look at you know a lot of the police cars burning and, and the looting, and it's clearly, um, it's not all, that's not all Antifa. There, there are a lot of local residents nice. that are doing that. And the other thing about looting, you know, you never really see an angry looter. Everyone's happy looting. You know, it's a carnival. It's true.
0: It's yeah, they're like party. smiling. they got their headphones in their ears. They're running, almost galloping and skipping. And they do look kind of happy. You're right about that. It's like yeah, a block so party. Yeah.
2: You know, disorder is exhilarating uh, to a lot of people is, is the underlying truth. But anyway, it just has to stop. It, it's uh, uh, And it will stop if you apply enough overwhelming but lawful, but overwhelming force. And we see the difference it makes in Minneapolis where, um, uh, Saturday night was pretty peaceful. Uh, when I went to bed last night, at least, uh, last night was pretty peaceful. And it's because there's overwhelming police presence. Yep. So you just have to chase these people down, uh, arrest them, tear gas them, make it no longer any fun. And then eventually moms get bored and go home. And then we can have a debate about, uh, you know, there, there are aspects of police reform I'm open to. I mean, certainly it's true that there's been a, f- a fraught relationship to put it, Uh, mildly between the the police and the African-American community. So there's a reason that they're uh, extra sensitive about it. And anecdotally, you know, you you talk to a lot of uh, black folks, they'll tell you, you know, that that, uh, they've had bad interactions with the cops.
0: When are we going to have an adult conversation about this? Per capita, there's more crime committed in the black community than any other community in the country, per capita. So can't you understand why cops every now and then may may be a bit paranoid, may be quick to quote-unquote, Pull the trigger. I mean, let's, you know, let's be honest about this already. I'm sick of it. There are more it's, exchanges. Yeah, there's more so, so exchanges. Statistically,
1: that, you're going to have more
0: uh, negative of course, exchanges there's more well. crime inside that. When, when is somebody going to stand up and say, listen, what happened to Mr. Floyd is a tragedy. God rest his soul, that's terrible. But like Charles Barkley says, at some point, we have to also start cleaning up our, cleaning up our community so some of these things don't happen. Why don't we ever have that discussion?
2: Yeah. No, no, I agree with that. Um, you do? But, I think, but both can be true. Um, I, I think that's right. Um, but, you know, you're, you're a black person, and you look at that, and you, you, you'd say, that could be my son, in a way that maybe um, that we don't. Um, so I think that's a real phenomenon, too. But, yeah, the, the, the idea that we live under a, a systematic racist police state is a complete lie. Um, a lot of these cases, not all of them, but, you know, the, the snippets of video, they're um, more ambiguous when you look into it, or they're, they're a lie when you look into it. Famously, Ferguson was a complete lie. Uh, but then sometimes it is—it's really bad. And you know, it wasn't the police action—the the, the arbory thing—but um, if, if there hadn't been a video, of that those guys probably would have walked free. And that's another element of of that. You know, that that's 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 bad. Um, so uh, let, let, let's let's have the police do the best job they ha- they can. Well, let's maintain perspective. As you guys are saying, and let's crush all disorder.
1: Yes, indeed. And of course, again, uh, going back to these Antifa people who are really they're more well organized and a little more Machiavellian and smarter than we give them credit for, I believe, because they look like a a bunch of grungy morons. But first of all, even the label itself, Antifa is propaganda, anti-fascist. I mean, they're the the epitome of fascists. They're like the Nazi brown shirts of the 30s. It would be like instead of calling themselves Al-Qaeda. Uh, they call themselves, Al-Qaeda call themselves bunnies for babies or something, you know? I mean, it just is, so these people are very, very dangerous and insidious, and uh, Trump said he's going to label them a domestic terror organization. What are your thoughts on all that, Rich?
2: Uh, it's certainly true. They they have have a, a fascist affect, and <laughs> dressed all in black and glorifying violence, a key aspect of fascism. And... You know, I've been saying my magazine's been saying for years everyone should denounce these people. And maybe there's a the small silver lining to what happened happening now that that everyone is you know on CNN. I was, I was watching Chris Cuomo last night, and he was obsessed with Antifa. And uh, every, every time there was a, a white person clashing with the cops, he's like, "This, you know, this this could be you know an outside element." Um, I oh, do really? think the outside element stuff ha- has been exaggerated, though. You know, the, Min- the Minnesota governor suggesting, oh, all outsiders came in here and we're destroying our city and our- the arrest records show it, and he was completely wrong. Uh, Chris Como was talking last night about one out of seven of the arrests in New York City, um, being people don't live in New York City. I'm not sure that, how, mu- how much that tells you. You know, that means six out of seven are <laughs> New what, Yorkers. But Dermot and and says 20%. recently moved or from New Jersey or a tri state area.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Dermot, says, Dermot 20%. says 20%. Cuomo says 14%. So it's all in that, in that area. You know, I got this. I put this uh, poll up on Twitter, uh, Rich, on uh, Saturday. And getting back to the racism aspect of all of this, not police brutality, not Antifa, but the racism aspect. Here was the poll. Racism isn't getting worse. It's getting filmed. Any truth to that? And thousands of people voted on my Twitter page, and 66% agreed that racism is not getting worse. It's getting filmed. What do you think about that?
2: I think that's right. Uh, I think that's right. But, again, this, this incident with Floyd, say there had been no video. We lived in an era before instant video. Right. The cops would have just lied, and, and they would have been believed. You know, So I, I do think the, the, the more video is good. The, the, uh, I, you know, I give credit to uh, reformers who said we need cops with more, more body cameras. I think that makes sense, but the way the way I put it is, is I I think racism is less prevalent than it's ever been before in our society, and that's not necessarily saying a lot because we had really really bad times, obviously. But race relations are worse. Um, At at least our view of race relations are worse, in part because of this um, microscopic focus on things now. And you know, like Ferguson uh, was a national crisis when it was built on a lie. One and two. It was an event that if it happened 30 years ago, it would have been on page A16 in a little box. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's like a, right. a, you know, a, uh, uh, um, a, a gas station got burned down in a, a real small city, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Right. In right. 1968, entire city cores burned to the ground. So this was a nothing event, but with cable TV and social media and the microscopic focus, it was made into this enormous thing. Um, when, when it just had a weight on it that it couldn't bear.
1: No, that is true, uh, Rich Lowry. Just in the uh, remaining minutes we have left, or I should say seconds, actually, uh, social distancing—the uh, uh, that scourge of social distancing—sort of got lost in all this. Uh, <laughs> and you wrote a column called "The Return of the Tea Party," and it all ties into uh, the pandemic, and uh, I guess social distancing as well.
2: Yeah, well, uh, th- this this shows, you know, it's been agitating to just be able to go outside and and do what you want. And, and for three months straight, if you said that, you're an enemy of the people who wanted everyone to die. You know, if you're walking outside with your wife holding hands, CNN would do a 20-minute rant about how terrible mm-hmm. you are. And now we have hundreds and perhaps thousands of people gathering in enormous crowds. Right. Just, there's not a peep. No, the, no they,
0: uh, to like... the contrary, they're cheering them on. Oh, yeah, they want more. Yeah. They're actually telling more and more people. go. They're encouraging everybody to go out there and stand up for the cause. So, anyway, so there's two silver linings to this
1: thing.
2: The upshot is you, if you go to the grocery store, you got to stand, can't get close to anyone. You can't go to the gym or go to church, but you can gather in huge crowds and burn police cars. Right, right. (laughs) Bottom line. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, that's America.
2: (laughs) Uh, That's brilliant, Rich.
0: Rich, thank you. You were great as always. Great job. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks, guys.
1: Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show on this first day of June, the start of meteorological summer. And it is going to get hot this week, Sidney. It's going to get get into the
0: 80s and humid starting on Wednesday. Saturday was uh, very hot. Saturday was, uh, yeah, Saturday was beautiful. Beautiful. Sunny uh, but hot. It was about 83 degrees. And, you know, it's funny. And I guess I didn't realize this when I was a kid, I always thought like 12, 1 o'clock, was the hottest part of the day, but now it's you know, like 4 or 5 o'clock when the sun starts to come down. If that's a strong, bright sun, which it, which it is, it's, uh, it's really hot. I mean, really hot. Yeah, well, you're going to get a lot of it this week, so uh, get used to it. And you're
1: going to be saying, oh, I wish it was a lot cooler. It's like a sauna in here. But uh, in any case, uh, it's going
0: to be a long, hot summer, perhaps, if, if if the weekend is any indication, the last four or five days. Well, the weather company actually came out two weeks ago, whoever they are, the weather company, and said that this August will be the worst we will have in 100 years.
5: When
1: I say a long, hot summer, I'm talking about the violence as well. Oh, God. In, in addition to uh, the heat. Uh, uh, now, some of the latest news uh, last night, you heard about uh, the president spending some time in the bunker at the White House Friday night. And uh, that's when he tweeted out uh, he's in the bunker and he tweeted out that uh, if these guys breach the White House. They were trying to get into the White House, trying to get into the gates. If they breach it, they'll be met with vicious dogs and overwhelming uh, power. Now, he, w- when he said that, he was li- literally speaking the truth. Because that's what they have in the White House. They have vicious dogs. There was uh, an incident back during the Obama administration where somebody uh, uh, jumped the fence, and they unleashed uh, some of the dogs. And, and the dogs went and got the guy. Uh, I remember this clearly. So that's what he was talking about. Everybody tries to make out that, oh, he's conjuring up these images of uh, you know, these black protesters down in the South. No, he wasn't talking about peaceful protesters. He was talking about Antifa creeps trying to break into his house, in his, the White House, for God's sakes, in, during which uh, 61 Secret Service people were injured. So this was no joke. Uh, and, but the, the latest news was, again, last night, he had to uh, retreat to the bunker because it got very, very ugly again, and they were worried uh, were the uh, Secret Service and, the, you know, the rest of the security apparatus at the White House about car bombs, about these incendiary devices being put in cars, and being set uh, left outside the White House, the gates or whatever, they were worried about that. And uh, you, we, we, John Miller, the NYPD ter- terror chief, has uh, intercepted some encrypted uh, communication between Antifa, and they are actually uh, shipping to some of their <laughs> operatives uh, this, these incendiary devices and some of these uh, some of the, some of this gasoline that 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 uh, they're making Molotov cocktails out of. And now the president talked about the, uh, about what happened in Minnesota, because the fact remains that if the mayor of Minnesota if the mayor and the police chief and, and, and the, uh, throw throwing the governor, they're Minneapolis. all they're all buffoons. Yeah, M- Minneapolis, I right. should say. Excuse right. me, they're all clowns. They're all uh, liberal buffoons. If you listen to the governor talk, you're like, what? The, how the hell did this guy ever get? It? Anyway, <laughs> uh, the mayor is even worse. The mayor makes uh, 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 Mayor De Blasio look like Rudy Giuliani for God's
0: sake. Well, says. he even looks at I mean, he's got that goofy haircut. He looks like somebody you would find honestly in Brooklyn. One of these, uh, you know, yippee, Brooklyn, Bernie Sanders types. He has
1: no business, but but yet they elected him uh, to be mayor. So the president said this about uh, Minnesota, and, and I guess Minneapolis in particular. Listen.
4: They've got to be strong. Honor the memory of George Floyd. Honor his memory. They have to get tougher. And by being tougher, they will be honoring his memory.
1: Play the next one as well. It was stupid.
4: When I saw the policeman running out of a police station for that police station to be abandoned and taken over, I've never seen anything so horrible and stupid in my life.
1: Now, that was uh, the mayor, uh, Mayor Fry, I believe his name is, Jacob Fry. That was his decision. He called the cops and said, listen, you guys get out of that precinct and allow that, that, that mob to take over, uh, burn it down, and ransack it and all that. That was Jacob Fry's decision. Now, that, those first two nights, that was the second night, they really set the trend. They really got this thing. They got the momentum going because this guy decided not to stay. He put the choke chain on the Minnesota, Minneapolis police, excuse me. He put the choke chain on him, and people saw all around the country what was happening. Hey, we could do that, too. And, again, these Antifa operatives, they sent their people out. You had right here in New York, you had this some uh, fat white girl threw a Molotov cocktail at a police vehicle, an occupied police vehicle. There were four cops in there. That's right. She's some fat white girl. Yeah. What, what does she know from, uh, you know, oh, uh, police please. brutality in Brooklyn? Nothing. Nothing at all. No, she's Antifa. These are Antifa people. Two more idiots threw uh, Molotov cocktails at a, a police SUV. One was a Princeton <laughs> Princeton University graduate uh, and a lawyer, and another was a Fordham Law Uh, Fordham University law graduate, believe it or not. These are the types of people, the really oppressed people. They're all these privileged white people, these privileged clowns out there taking all this uh, nasty action. Now, uh, as far as these outside people go, the uh, mayor of Atlanta, she said it best. And I think we have uh, a very good clip of uh, Mayor Bottoms from Atlanta. Very, very liberal lady, uh, African-American woman. Listen to her.
3: So what I see happening on the streets of Atlanta is not atlanta this is not a protest this is not in the spirit of martin luther king jr this is chaos a protest has purpose when dr king was assassinated we didn't do this to our city so if you love this city this city that has had a legacy of black mayors and black police chiefs and people who care about this city, where more than 50% of the business owners in Metro Atlanta are minority business owners. If you care about this city, then go home and pray that somebody like Reverend Beasley will come and talk to you and give you some instructions on what a protest should look like and how you effectuate change in America. This police chief made a video on yesterday, pull it up on YouTube, where she said she was appalled to watch the murder of George Floyd. This woman did that. You're not honoring the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights movement. You're not protesting anything running out with brown liquor in your hands, breaking windows in this city. T.I. and Killer Mike own half the west side. So when you burn down this city, you're burning down our community.
1: Now you can't disagree with- if you
3: want change in America, go and register to vote. Yeah. Show up at the polls on June 9th. Do it in November. That is the change we need in this country. You are disgracing our city. You are disgracing the life of George Floyd and every other person who has been killed in this country.
1: Nobody could have, uh, nobody said it better than she did right there. That's pretty, <laughs> that pretty good. Nobody, good. that's the mayor of Atlanta, and she's right. Atlanta has a history of uh, one of the only uh, African-American cities that did not participate in in riots uh, for years and years. And and then, of course, uh, on Friday night, they attacked uh, one of the places they attacked was CNN, which goes to show you that these are anarchists. They don't know what the
0: hell they're doing. They actually arrested two cops in Atlanta because it got so bad there. They arrested them for excessive force. She did say, um, you know, you want to make change, go out and vote. So she is implying that we do need change, and she's implying, of course, that we need to get rid of Trump. So that was a part of her speech I could have done without, but the rest of it was very, very inspiring. Yeah, well,
1: she's, she's a very, very liberal woman, but, but but she's right, though. Tearing down your own neighborhoods?
0: Burning down your own what city. Are you, what, are you kidding me? Idiots. How, how stupid is that? But again, that that's if you believe, and I do believe. You know, like Rich Lowry said, I agree with Rich. I think we're spending a lot of time on Antifa, and, and we should because they're a part of this, but there's two, three, or four groups that are doing this, and and a, and a large percentage of percentage of those groups are in fact homegrown people. Yeah, and, and
1: you have these Antifa people are inciting those people. The less, uh, the the more excitable among them, the younger among them, the the unemployed, the, the Antifa. What the Antifa will do will smash the window and run away, and then let and then these kids see we'll it. Run in, right? They run in and they right. start looting, and, and this is how this is all all by design. Now that uh, it's. That dead cop in Minneapolis, that scumbag in Minneapolis, he not only killed an innocent black man, but he made it so hard, exponentially difficult for the police in this nation to proceed forward. I mean, can you imagine being a cop now, uh, trying no. to exercise restraint as you stand online in front of a crowd that's, that's bad mouthing you right up in your face and
0: you mm-hmm. can't do anything? Pulling stop at you, uh, spitting at you, uh, cursing uh, at uh, you? Imagine
1: the, the stress on the, the families of these police officers and the po- police themselves. Uh, every day they go to work, they know they're going to meet up with the, – they're going to be maybe involved in some of these riots because they're popping up all over the place. Yeah. And it was in, in fact, one NYPD officer, she was a female, she went home Saturday night after she got off war, work. She put a bullet in her head. That happened Saturday night. That's how bad it's gotten, and, so, and that's how bad uh, uh, some of these uh, actors, these characters are, and especially these uh, really sneaky uh, uh, Antifa people, yeah. these anarchists – is exactly who they are. They're descendants of the anarchists who've been around for a long time, who want to do so nothing but chaos and
0: division. They just hate this country. And uh, they're pretty much succeeding this time around. So I guess this morning uh, most people don't care about the actual return of the NBA season or – I mean, that was, you know, it was getting exciting and the the virus was starting to, you know, go away. And Oh, no, it's like it's unbelievable that, that we at the at the conclusion pretty
1: much of the pandemic, we have this. Now yeah. we have we have uh, riots in the streets. Uh, uh, I mean, literally minor yeah. cities, major cities. It's everywhere. Dozens of cities yeah. like uh, I, getting torn down.
0: It's yeah. terrible. Like I said yesterday, I was uh, Mike Sullivan's house. All Trump supporters, the whole that whole community, you know, are all Trump supporters. Oh, yeah. And um, they're usually very cocky about Trump winning. And, he's a, and to a man, to a man, every one of them was scared to death yesterday and coming to Look, the quick realization that Trump can, can lose Well, now. let me
1: just uh, reassure them on this point. Remember I made the point on Friday, uh, the analogy of 1968? Uh, yeah, 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 And Nixon won. You had race riots. You had anti-war riots. True. And people thought, that there's no way. And Nixon won. Right. He won. And you know what? I'm driving home that day at 11.15 p.m. You know what I heard? Uh, A.M. I heard Mark Simone repeat the same sentiment. Well, he took it from you. And Miranda Devine in the New York Post this morning, same sentiment. 1968, they cite, people want law and order. They get scared. Let's hope so. So the Democrats represent chaos and anarchy. The Republicans represent law and order. And as Rudy Giuliani says... He said it over the weekend. If you want law and order, you got to elect Republicans. You can't elect
0: progressives. And that's what you're going to get if you elect progressives. And people are scared now. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. The phones are lighting up. We'll get to all of you. Hopefully, former New York City Police Commissioner Bernie Kerrick is still going to stop by. If not, we got it all for you right here. Plenty of opinion, some fun, and your phone calls with Bernie and Sid. We'll be right back.
1: I got my first real six-string. Oh. My
2: Was the summer. Was summer of 16. 1969.
0: Yes, one year after Bernie's 1968. Richard Nixon reference. What a great year, though. Mets won the World Series. Knicks won the championship. Jets won the Super Bowl. Haven't been back since. Let me remind you that. You had Woodstock. We walked on the moon. Pretty good year, 1969, no? We also had Manson killing Don't worry about it. Calm down a whole bunch of people. Of That's fine. Don't worry. I mean, you know. Leave that part away. And we had... Uh, the Vietnam War was I thought, raging. Okay, fine. Everything was great, but you know, the, but the Jets won the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just saying. I understand. Just trying to keep it real. But I, it's uh, funny it's you great. would play that song because Saturday there we were. You know, 69 we walked on the moon, but there we were Saturday shooting off a, a rocket into space with yes. two astronauts. I'm I'm sorry. I thought that was unbelievable television. I Absolutely, mean, great.
1: it was it was a fantastic. It's a too it's too bad it all got eclipsed. I mean, it got. You know, I got like a sentence on the evening news, if, if if that. I mean, the American greatness partnering up with the private industry. I mean, this is fantastic. You know, screw the Russians. We're, we're, we're hitching a ride with you guys. No, no more. We got our own thing going. That's here.
0: right. And we got the Elon. We got a private company doing it. Elon Musk. Yeah. No, it was great. It was a uh, it was a really cool moment. I thought, and
1: that's capitalism, baby. This is what they hate. This is why they're rioting in the streets. That's right. That's what it's all about. It, I mean, they're exploiting this tragedy, which was a horrific thing. But th- it's the capitalism that you saw on display Saturday that leads to that type
0: of innovation that they're trying to destroy. Make no mistake about it. Here's Tom in the Highlands on line four. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Tom, line four. Hello, Tom.
7: Good morning. Fabulous show as usual. Thank you. Uh, th- thank you very much for playing that uh spontaneous speech by the mayor of Atlanta, it kind of proves that uh, just because you're a Democrat, you don't have to be feckless like the guy in Minnesota or the guy we have in New York City. I wanted to make two observations. I, I don't know if you guys caught, there was, a, there was a clip on one of the channels last night. The Seattle police had, you know, they had subdued this perpetrator, and um, one of the officers actually had his knee hard down on the neck of of the guy that they were arresting and the other officer that was assisting and handcuffing the guy he physically took his leg he grabbed a handful of pants yeah, and pulled that. it off yeah i mean that was you know if, if one of the other guys in, in many had done that we wouldn't be going through this and and number two and i'm sure you guys have 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 observed this i, I think a shout has to go out to mayor ross baraka in newark um because he has kept the city calm He's been out there with his people. He's been out there with the cops and community leaders. And the city is safe. I mean, it's, it's not on lockdown. There's no looting. There's no destruction. And that's largely due to his leadership. And he's a protege of, I don't know if you know this guy, Senator Ronald Rice. But uh, do not. Rice. But, but that's
1: wow. a good shout out. And, uh, yes, uh, Newark, you haven't heard anything about Newark. You're right about that, Tom.
7: Well, you know, uh, and that was the hotbed of, of, of the riots. When I was a kid, sure. i a few years of you guys, I was actually down there when the riots started. Uh, I had just graduated high school. So I, I think Mayor Baraka uh, uh, really has his thumb on the
6: pulse of this.
0: Yeah, and they were in trouble. They were in trouble Saturday night. There was, a, uh, there was some reports, I guess, that the precinct was about to be breached in Newark, and they seemed to handle it uh, very, very well, so... Uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you for that phone yeah, call. Let's but, hope that's not the kiss of death and Newark goes up in <laughs> flames tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Let's go to uh, John in the Bronx. He's on line five this morning. Good morning, Johnny.
4: Bernie, Sid, great show, man. Listen, since 1960, over 500,000 Americans have been murdered in America. 1960, over one million women have been raped in America. You've got 60 years of brainwashing Americans Folks, you're watching the new generation of Frankenstein monsters out there in America, burning, looting, assaulting, murdering, pure mayhem. The end result is going to be more butt kissing, 100% pure butt kissing. And don't be impressed by that mayor in Atlanta. She's a flaming left winger, and they're the ones who are responsible. John, for these crimes.
1: we know that. We know she's a flaming left winger. We know, we know. But listen, at a time like this, when you talk sense, You got to give you got to give people credit. You can have disagreements uh, politically, but you got to give somebody credit when she calls out people burning down their own neighborhoods. I mean, that is the dumbest blanking thing anybody could possibly ever do. And you don't hear people saying it. You don't hear ass clown Al Sharpton saying that. So you need somebody like uh, Mayor Bottoms and uh, and Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago, believe it or not, flaming lefty liberal. Who was uh, who had the city shut down, and she was uh, she, she acted like a petty tyrant. But on this, she was
0: a thousand percent correct. We've been very critical lately of New York City Police Commissioner DeMarche. Uh In fact, I'd made the point. I made it from day one. I thought he was just another Jimmy O'Neill redux, and I think you agree with me. I think that's all he is. And now, how did he do this weekend? Were you know defending his? He did women well in blue. He, he
1: did well uh, the whole uh, police uh, the two SUVs that ha- had to uh, make uh, egress had had to exit they were surrounded by a crowd they had to get the hell out right and they were they drove out slowly nice and slowly yeah, to make sure yeah. they didn't hurt anybody right but everybody was freaking out de Blasio defended them at first Dermot Shea definitely defended them uh, de Blasio changed his tune the next day because AOC tweeted out, "How dare you defend those cops?" Wow. But Dermot Shea held fast, and he also said that what we saw in New York City over the weekend—make no mistake about it—was a mob, was mob activity, not protest. So he was strong. Dermot Shea was strong. Another one, who again, uh, after being a stooge for so long for De Blasio, is speaking the truth. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show, heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. You know, if Eric Adams had yep. said what Mayor Bottoms of Atlanta had said, which I played last half hour, and we were talking about it. If Eric Adams had said the, those words with that type of
0: passion, mm. he'd be a lock to be the next mayor of this city. Funny you say that. He actually came up in conversation at the barbecue yesterday, and, and the guys were asking me, Eric Adams, when he's on your show— Sounds like a really cool exactly guy. Exactly right. But they're
1: not, they're, they don't buy into he's it. He's talking out of both sides of his
0: mouth. Not I, fig- that I figured it. that out. Yeah. He actually said
1: yeah. uh, on, on uh, Saturday, talking about the Friday night protests, you know, in which a lot of cops were targeted, he, wrote, he said this, and he's a former cop. He said, the powder keg of racial inequality can quickly ignite into violence and disorder. The protests that took place last night are yet another manifestation of that raw anger. The open wound of racism cannot be ignored. All that is true, but you got to say—you have to say—that we cannot have anarchy. You have to say no. just what the lady, right. uh, the mayor, bottoms of Atlanta said. You got to
0: call that out. No you gotta
1: question. You got to call that, that crap out. Yeah. And uh, listen, our next guest, a very uh, he, uh, a courageous guy. He was uh, police commissioner during 9-11, uh, Mayor Giuliani's police commissioner. He's a tough guy, a good guy. Uh, let me welcome in, uh, him in first. Bernie, good morning to you, sir. Bernie Kerrick.
6: Good morning, guys. Good morning. Nice to
1: have you, Pop. Bernie. Let's start at the very beginning. Uh, I saw the night uh, the video came out of uh, George Floyd being killed by the cop. You minced no words. You you were you were just uh, straight flat out. This is murder. That guy should be arrested. And then, of course, it was subsequent. When we were all united, essentially, the same night that you made those comments, and then we had these uh, these last four or five days of riots. In, in the meantime, what do you make of the whole thing now?
6: Well, the whole thing now is this: this isn't uh, this has nothing to do with George Floyd. Uh, what you see going on right now has absolutely unequivocally nothing to do with George Floyd. This is turned into, uh, you know, the left, the extreme radical left, has taken George Floyd. Um, and they're using that. They've hijacked uh, the George Floyd scenario, the event, and they're using that for their own political reasons. And, um, you know, they are trying to destroy the country. You have Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and other groups that are coordinating. If you take a map and you put that map on the wall and you identify every city that has been hit and how they're hitting the cities, you have to be a complete moron not to realize that we are under attack by the left. And if you look at the tactics, if you look at the way they're operating, if you look at the way they're stockpiling weapons in abandoned cars, uh, you know, they're going into these communities, they're paying off these local teenagers, these little thugs, and then they're pro- giving them, basically providing them with Water bottles or, or soda bottles that are filled with kerosene and turning them into bombs and Molotov cocktails. They're torching the complete cities. Washington, D. City, uh, Washington D.C., last night, if you look at an aerial captured photo, it looks like a war zone. It looks like a war. It's Washington, D.C., yeah, I know. Yeah. It's hard to believe. Uh,
0: former New York City Police you know. Commissioner Bernie Kerrick. yeah. You know, well, here's, here's the key. You're right. This is that group, and they're very professional. And they're very organized. They know exactly what they're doing. That says one thing. I think you tweeted about this too, Bernie. That says that they must be getting a lot of financial support. So now that we've identified that Antipa is the problem, isn't the next step figuring out who, in fact, is funding these people? Who's, who's the money behind all these you know, very organized riots?
6: Yeah, well, I, I, actually, I called for the president last year last year to, you know, classify these, this group, these groups as domestic terror groups.
0: By the way, so CNN is reporting that. this morning that the president does not have legal authority to do that. Do you know if that's true?
6: Well, I, I don't know if it's true, but here's what I do know. I, I think somebody should figure it out, and I think that Congress should do their job for once, just once, guys. Do your job and figure out how to implement the necessary laws hold these people accountable for what they're doing they're trying to overthrow the damn government they're trying to overthrow the country so you should do your job and make sure the laws are instituted whatever the president has to do to get it done Um, the attorney general came out yesterday and said that he is going to use laws that's already on the books you can't go interstate you can't come from one state to another um, with the intent of rioting and engaging in extreme violence and looting. Um, you can't do that, and there are federal laws to prevent that and, and to hold people accountable. They're gonna do that. The Attorney General last night, yesterday afternoon, also uh, ordered all 56 joint terrorist task forces around the entire United States to begin looking at Antifa um, and identifying who they are, where they are, who's funding them. Um, and and this, I don't think this is going to take long to get to the bottom of it. We we are arresting them. We can identify them. We've got plenty of facial recognition um, captures right now to identify a bunch of these people, although they're wearing masks. Um, but I, I think there's a way to do it. But I just think we have to get far more aggressive. I think there has to be better coordination between the local state and police authorities. And I think the mayors and the governors have to stop being cowards. And, uh, and that's, that, that is my, my biggest worry is that the mayors and the governors are allowing them to do this. Because what, I can tell you one thing. Rudy Giuliani would not allow this to happen in New York City.
1: Absolutely not. No, he wouldn't. And, uh, and even worse is the uh, Minnesota mayor, the weenie, uh, Jacob Fry, whatever the hell his name is, for allowing that police station to be evacuated. I mean, this really allowed the whole thing to metastasize around the country. Uh, uh, on the CNN saying that Trump doesn't have the authority, they also said he was uh, engaged in, in, in colluding with Russia for three and a half years, so they don't know what the hell they're talking about. At least the president's heart is in the right place. And speaking of the mayors, uh, Bernie Kerrick on the Bernie and situ on 77 WABC, this incident with the police officers in the SUVs, they were surrounded by, uh, by a crowd, a mob, of uh, partially of these Antifa, and their bottles, as you spoke about, with incendiaries potentially inside them were being hurled at them, hitting their vehicles, and they slowly, slowly drove away, hurt nobody, and yet the, uh, the mayor, de Blasio, flip-flopped after AOC criticized them, and Governor Cuomo also. They're asking for a review of police conduct instead of standing strong with the cops at this point. What do you make of that, Bernie Kerik?
6: Well, I think he's a coward. He's a coward. Yeah, but listen, guys, all you have to do is look at his history. He is a radical leftist. If, I'm telling you, if De Blasio was not the mayor, he'd be out there with these people. This is a guy that went on his honeymoon in Cuba for God's yeah, sake. His daughter. This was is him. a guy that support and his daughter got arrested last yep. night. Look, right. I don't want to get into his daughter. I don't want to go there. But at the end of the day, he is a radical leftist revolutionary type that believes in this kind of stuff. And he's the mayor and he's the mayor. So of course, you know, he's never supported the cops. He's never backed the cops. He's never liked the cops. And he made that clear from the time he was campaigning. But here's the problem. You know, when you watch that video, these cops getting bombarded with rocks and stones. And here's what happens. If you let that crowd go, they will rip those cops out of that car and beat them to death. Absolutely, right? that's, like, what, that's what the intent is. OK, so the cops have two choice. They can they can sit there, get bombarded, get ripped out of the car and killed because, God forbid, they use any kind of force or they could push their way through the crowd to get away from the people. You know what? The cops have to use force when force is necessary. And these are hard times. I'm not letting somebody throw a Molotov cocktail inside my vehicle. Right. I'm not going to let well, it happen. Well, no. you, you, and here's the other thing, guys. It, what, and this is what it, make, it makes my blood boil. You know what? If you were on the street and somebody took a Molotov cocktail or an incendiary, an incendiary device or, or a grenade, and they were going to throw it at you or throw it at a building or throw it at someone else, You'd use deadly force to take that guy out. Of course, of course. One of these cops do that today. They're going to lock the cop up. You got the you got the governor of New York. You've got the mayor of New York, and you got the attorney general. Basically, all calling for an investigation of the New York City police of the, of the police in yeah. times it's, like it's, this. It's unbelievable.
0: No, listen. This is absurd. It is absurd. It's insane. It is insane. Uh, By the way, Rudy just uh, tweeted this. uh, These riots can be prevented. I did it with massive protests of police brutality, kept lawful. I did it following major riots under my predecessor, a program in Crown Heights and Washington Heights. A riot was impossible when I was mayor. That comes from our friend Rudy about an hour ago. Bernie, let's get to the root of all this, which, again, uh, Bernie and I, uh, Bernie, my partner, Bernie, we keep looking for statistics that will prove the point that there is systematic racism inside the police department. And all we keep seeing is millions and millions and millions of interactions between police and the African-American neighborhood all year long, and there's not millions and millions and millions of deaths. So we're looking for these stats that prove their point. We can't find them.
6: Do you know where they are? Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I know where they are. Go on on my, my Twitter account, Bernard Carrick. Yep go on my Twitter account and I put them out last night specifically for all these people. You know, I keep, I'm watching all these politicians. They have no idea what the real statistics are, right? The real statistics in arrests are in the FBI uniform crime report, right? They, they put out a report every year with the total numbers of arrest in, in the whole United States, right? If you look at those numbers, um, that, if you look at the, the Uniform Crime Report, it'll tell you in, in uh, 2018, for example, there were a total of 10, 554 arrests, okay? 10 million. 10 million, over right. th- yeah. 10 million. Over 10 million, yeah. over 10 million last year. Um, deaths of white, uh, white people uh, at the hands of cops, fatal shootings at the hands of cops, you had um, 992 in 2018. So the cops killed 992 people 2018. 451 were black, white. 451 were white. 229 were black. So the whole theme that they kill black people more than they kill white people... Is a lie. It's wrong. It's a it's lie. A lie. Right. It's a complete lie. That's in 2018. In 2019... Uh, the numbers were 1, 000, uh, 4, 1,004 fatal shootings, 370 white, 235 black. Oh, oh wrong That's again. That's another lie. Wrong again. <laughs> and, here, and, here's, and here's the more important piece, guys. In 2019, 41 people were unarmed out of the people that were shot by cops. Mm-hmm. 41 were unarmed. Yeah. Okay. 19 were white. Nine was black.
1: <laughs> no, listen, but Bernie, you're, you're a thousand percent oh, correct, and I've been saying it myself. The oh, stats don't, great. the data doesn't back up the narrative. The narrative listen, be-
6: listen, and when you, when you want to know, you know, somebody said to me, he says, oh, well, where do you get those stats? Well, I got them from the Washington Post.
1: And the Washington Post That's all you need to know.
6: Friend right. of the police department right. around this country, no, right. but the media disproportionately
1: accentuates the uh, these isolated incidents to make it use to make make it seem like it's a, it's an epidemic in this country, and it's not.
6: Guys, if you if you listen to the media, if you listen especially to CNN, you would think that cops in general just go out and slaughter black men right. and black women. Right. The bottom line is. It's not true. Not even close. It's not true. Right. does not doesn't, even uh,
0: close. No, it doesn't even help no, that a uh, no. guy like LeBron James, who has uh, 10 billion people that love him, tweets out yesterday morning, this moron, why doesn't America love us too? And I would remind LeBron James, there's millions and millions and millions of little white kids that wear his stupid basketball jersey every day. Hey, listen, you're the man, Bernie. We love you. Thank you so much for coming on today. You're always a great guest, and hopefully you'll come back again real soon. Thank you so much.
6: All right, guys. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Bernie. Former New York Police Commissioner, New York City Police Commissioner Bernard Kerrick, here on the Bernie and Sid Show. He's always great. Now, that, that's a guy with a set right there. That's a guy you want in charge. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, that's a that's guy who should be the next mayor. Absolutely. Why not? Let's he, do it. He
1: says he wants no part of it. I asked Is him last, what he said? last time oh, he was Oh, I remember on.
0: that. That's right. He was
1: like, uh, 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 you're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah. Maybe do you do it again. He might. <laughs> we'll get him on. Yeah, I don't know. The people seem to be so stupid and ignorant these days. Yeah, I don't right. even think you could get Rudy
0: reelected. You're probably right. Well, 9.06 on your Monday tonight. morning back here on the Bernie and Sid Show on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Nice job by uh, Bernie Kerrick last hour, Rich Lowry, the uh, the hour before. Uh, another quick shout out to our buddy Frank O'Hara listening now with his son Matt at the uh, you know, Brooklyn Dip over there in East Meadow. Uh, Frank, uh, of course, used to work, you know, Frank, uh, he's been here a couple of times. Uh, of course, the mob, but he knows, he knows the mob inside and out. Inside and out. He's got uh, yeah, tape recordings, uh, you name it, Gotti, all that great stuff. So he was on the beach with us yesterday with uh, Mike Sullivan. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, the three Murrow girls, Donna, Donna, my wife, Danielle, and all the guys there, Tim and Val and uh, Tommy, I should say. We had a great time, beautiful day on the beach. And, and then I got home and, and I almost felt guilty because I had a beautiful time. I had a great day. I actually had a really good weekend. And in and around me, my country is burning down. My city is burning down. I, I didn't experience any of it. As I said, Saturday afternoon, took a walk in Riverside Park, and we're, we were told there's a protest going on right above us where the 96th Street you hit on the Henry Hudson Parkway. Yeah, it was, it was all
1: over. Uh, there were small groups, really, scattered around Manhattan. The largest groups were
0: centered uh, at Union Square. right. And at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Right, so they shut down the Williamsburg Bridge and the Manhattan Bridge on Saturday. And then, of course, last night, uh, even though we had riots, uh, protests uh, all over the place again. No, no, they, they, they turned into riots. They did. They after did. dark. But 2 a.m. in Soho was the worst one of all. And that's where they broke into stores like uh, Chanel and Gucci. Yeah, nice. Uh, Nike store. Upscale stores. Upscale, upscale stores, Listen,
1: yeah. they, they came up from a Union Square. Last night, they came up Fifth Avenue, went to Times Square, and then came down Seventh Avenue, right past the front of our building. Yeah, I know. As a matter of fact, when I came in here at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning, the doors were locked. They're never locked. You know, we have security guards downstairs. You know, the swinging door? Yeah, yeah. It was locked. The guy had it locked because he was afraid.
0: He was nervous. And
1: I was listening, too. They also uh, they were heading up Fifth Avenue. And they were thinking about going to a guest to Trump Tower, but yeah. they have these communications. They, they actually communicate, and they tell these people where, to, where go. to go. Yeah, I mean, this
0: is very coordinated. Very organized. So yeah. they switched at the last minute and went over to Times Square. Right. No, this morning was the first time I can remember maybe ever where I was a little, you know, I was nervous.
1: I was uh, myself coming in. I heard about Fifth
0: Avenue,
1: 38th, 38th and Fifth, and then I heard Times Square. Yeah. And they're going back down to Union Square. And I was also worried about the people coming up because they were riding 20 blocks away at, Union, uh, uh, at uh, 7th Avenue and 12th Street. We're at 7th Avenue and 32nd Street. Right. It's right. only 20 blocks away. Mm, right. So I'm worried about these mutts coming up, uh, you know, from there. Possible. And, yeah. you, you know, you randomly. Know. They, and they were groups of, uh, groups, groups of 12 yeah. who were going around Midtown breaking into uh, high-end stores. So uh, you, you know you're coming in, and uh, who, who the hell wants to deal with that at one thirty in the morning? Nobody
0: wants to deal with that,
1: or any time of the day.
0: No, it's become so eerie around here. Anyway, right? You and know, it's because of the virus and that, uh, that yes. nonsense. you got the bums,
1: you got the vagrants, the thugs, criminals, and, uh, the, uh, the the rioters. Yeah, and it's just uh, it's all right here. Where you and I go to it's right here. <laughs> My Good Lord. Is- I'm like, uh, first of all, you know, you're sick to your stomach at what's happening to the country, first from the pandemic. Right. And the prolonged uh, lockdown, and now this. Yeah. And it, it really, if you love your country, you love your city, it makes you sick to your it's stomach. It's a very depressing It gives time. you anxiety no matter how strong you are. It's
0: a very depressing I'm time. I'm going to start crying, but I don't no, like it. No, but I don't like it either, and it's sad. And again, that's as I sat on the beach yesterday <laughs> on this you know beautiful day, and I took a walk on Saturday on that gorgeous hot day, I really removed myself from all of it. I tried at least. Like I told you, yesterday morning when I wake up and I put on every single channel showing me riots, then even ESPN, we're talking about, hey, when we get back, we're going to talk to the players on their reaction over George Floyd's death. I'm like, even ESPN. And by the way, you talk about a bunch of hypocrites. And I hope Tim McCarthy is listening because I love Tim McCarthy. These bastards, they won't talk politics. You know, if you say anything nice about Donald Trump, ESPN will fire you in two seconds. By the way, even if you're not so nice to Trump, like Dan Levitard, you get into trouble. But it's okay. It's okay for countless NBA players some of which have a hard time even speaking English. So I'm going to be completely honest. I'll be it doesn't uh, they can't even put a sentence together. Uh, uh, let's start with LeBron James. Uh, he's look, one of them. He's no Kobe Bryant. Kobe
1: Bryant no. was a very smart guy. He's no Michael Jordan. No. Michael Jordan was a very smart guy. Uh, Colin Kaepernick and LeBron James are stupid yeah. people, but even, that, which is why they don't go on TV and give interviews. Because it's better to be thought a moron than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. But
0: even dumber, I mean, than LeBron. They, they, they actually put at the bottom of the screen some of the players. Not only did they show the audio and the video players, but they started to put at the bottom of the screen what they were saying. And it was, it was like fourth grade English. It was, just, it was embarrassing. It really was. And I go to ESPN to get away from all that nonsense. So now I had to go away from ESPN. So what did I do? I watched Joel Osteen. Here's a Jew from Brooklyn watching Joel Osteen because I couldn't watch anything else. I you, couldn't you, watch it. You're just
1: dying to convert, aren't you? Uh, I don't know. You want to be Italian. You want to be Christian. No, look. The uh, I just want the Joel serenity. Osteen, I serenity. I, I, I appreciate what you just said, and you're right. And Joel Osteen does provide that. Forget the stereotype of the Southern preacher. He's actually a good guy, and he he, he gives off that uh, – he exudes that uh, aura of peacefulness and tranquility
0: and, and, and politeness. I don't know if he's a good guy or not. I got a ton of messages on my Instagram and stuff. He's a crook. But what you just said, all I cared about yesterday was give me somebody with a message of hope. Yeah. Right now, there's cars burning in my city. People are walking outside, these morons with masks on. They still think they're going to die from this virus, these idiots. I mean, it has been the most brutal three months – Three months, not three days, I can remember in my 53 years on this planet. And here's Joel Osteen going, God's got a plan for you. And it's a good plan. I I know what you're talking about. And they
1: they actually run some of these commercials on, uh, I guess, Fox News, uh, where they have the fires burning and they say, (laughs) you know, get this tape. Listen to the Bible. And it sounds so good. Yeah. I'm not a re- very religious person. Me either. I'm certainly, and I'm Catholic. I'm not uh, one of these born again. I'm not even close to any of that. But I like the sound of, uh, you know, the re- as you're talking about, the reassuring sound, and which is what you need today. You need something like that, which yeah. is what, why Joel Osteen, I guess, appealed to you. He did. In this, time. And there's nothing wrong with, by the way, taking a, uh, a, a two-day respite from the madness as you did over the
0: weekend. And it wasn't a complete respite. Again, I was in and around about 30 guys yesterday, and we kept talking about what's going on and Trump and Biden and the riots and the pandemic. So, I mean, the, the discussion, if you're at a party, for example, which I was at, no social distancing, no mask, screw you. F you, Cuomo, uh, de Blasio, we're done with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, done with you. Yeah. Done. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, enjoying look. my summer. We're having barbecues. We're getting naked. It's all great hey, stuff. How about the rioters? Yeah, nope. was their social distancing? Yeah. Right. Right? No, so so it, shut up. So it came up in conversation, but it, it comes and goes. And then I could just sit in my chair, stare out at the vast ocean. You know, I told you this. First time I went to rehab. First time. Because I went a couple times. I was so good at it. Um, I went down to Florida to my halfway house. And in the 12-step program, they want you to find a power greater than yourself. For most people, that's God. But I always had a difficult time with God, I'm being honest. So they said, well, take G.O.D. and make that group of orderly drunks or something. Just make that that and then find something that you find bigger, more powerful than you that you can go to and get that moment of serenity and tranquility and come to the realization it's not about you. So for me, it was the ocean. I lived in Boca Raton. I went to a halfway house in Boca Raton. And after my morning meeting, my my 12-step meeting, I would walk to the beach. And I'd stare at the ocean, this vast ocean, Bernie. And... It hit me very quickly how minute my problems were, how small they were compared to this vast ocean. And when you take that perspective, and I did that yesterday, I sat there in my buddy Mike Sullivan's chair and stared out at the water and said, this too shall pass because it's so vast. There's a lot of good stuff out there, too. It's very true. Very true. You can have that perspective if you remove yourself for two seconds from all the agendas we've all got. And you need to do that. You have to.
1: You need to. I did the same thing. Uh, Saturday was the respite. Yesterday, back into the news to prepare for today. Right. And then at about 8 o'clock at twilight, a bike ride on the boardwalk with the vast ocean that you speak of. and the ships all the way out at sea. Waiting in the shipping lane for the harbor to open up, I guess, on Monday morning, and that perspective, and uh, yes, uh, but now back into the uh, to the grind, but sure. but in the grand scheme of things, it will pass. I mean, they all do, but right now is a tough time. There's no doubt; it's, it's a tough time, and uh, I, 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 especially if you wear the uniform. It's a tough time. You're going into work. You don't know where they're going to assign you. You, you're going to the 43rd precinct in the Bronx. No, I'm sorry. You're heading over to Brooklyn. Get your riot gear, and you're heading over to Brooklyn today. That's where you're going to be stationed tonight. And you're working
0: overtime too. Those folks deserve better. Our police men and women, they deserve a lot better than the way they're being talked about and treated in big numbers by otherwise quote unquote smart people on a daily basis. little ditty about jack and diane eric orich just sent us a tweet saying it's time for cuomo to take over mobilize in the city devaggio can't handle it he can't do it that's according yeah, to eric orich
1: yeah.
0: uh, good luck with that <laughs> speaking of
1: cuomos there is some good news uh, fredo cuomo's uh his ratings have dropped in the last month and a half 50 percent 50 50 that show with his bro with uh, Fredo and uh, Andrew, yeah. uh, the uh, the governor that uh, Eric Olrich is putting so much faith in, or at least, uh, well, more than ple- the pleading with for uh, some help.
0: Right.
1: Uh, yeah. No the, one's watching that, it. That, nobody's watching it. <laughs> People tired of it. Fifty <laughs> yeah. percent ratings drop. And he had terrible ratings to begin with. For Fredo, Kro- exactly right. So Jeff. maybe
0: he had a million and a half viewers. He's down to like seven hundred and fifty thousand. That's pathetic. That is pathetic. Really, really. pathetic. Oh my pathetic. God! And he makes a ton of money. Zucker, let me tell you, Jeff Zucker. I don't know how this guy still has a job. You talk about somebody who makes a ton of money and is so influential in the media world and has really built a big a big building of duty. It's, and I don't mean duty D-U-T-Y. I mean duty D-O-O-D-Y. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Zucker, how does he keep his job?
1: I, I, you know, it's a good question. It's a really good It's the same thing with... Uh... This guy, Phil Griffin. No, but the, Maddo gets ratings. She does very well Yeah, but still. He, he was there, believe me, for a long He was there when I was there. Yeah, when, but we, when, we, when, we when did we great for him. But uh, the ratings were not good for a long, long time. Right. And uh, I guess they he, he he stuck it out.
0: The ratings still compared to F- – Fox clobbers both of them combined. Well, not, not not every show. Maddo was right there with Sean. She is. Even now, she's back again. I know she got hurt after the whole Ukraine and Russia hoax thing was – was exposed. Uh, you know, I don't know what the recent ratings are, yeah, she's, but, I mean, but she generally does okay. speaking
1: they get the, they get yeah, clocked. No,
0: Fox wins, but MSNBC does okay. CNN is pathetic. It's not just Chris, the, the whole none of them get was, Maybe that's why they got attacked Friday night, huh? Maybe maybe there was uh, some uh, some plants. What was the girl on before? I used to think she was cute. You, I can't stand her. Oh, now. Alison Cameron. No, she's on in the morning. So it's my friend. Seven o'clock at night. Come on, burn. Black hair, nice eyes. Seven o'clock in. Oh, Erin Burnett. Yes, I used to like her. I can't stand no, her now.
1: No, she's awful.
0: Awful. Awful. And, and Don Lemon is a racist.
1: He's a racist. He's a racist. And and they're all opinion guys who claim to be straight news guys.
0: And Errol Lewis, (laughs) this lowlife, who's on uh, New York 1, 7 o'clock every night, he was on this morning at 5 o'clock talking about race relations. Errol Lewis. Yeah, a
1: racist talking about race relations. Yeah. No, that's the way it works on uh, CNN. And, uh, you know, speaking of which, uh, this Joe Biden. I mean, this guy, is he going to be the guy that people vote for, for law and order? This is what he says, uh, play, uh, let's see, play, um, oh, what, did, what, was what did we decide on? Cut seven. Joe Biden, play cut seven. We have to change, and it's going to take time. It's going to, but we got to, you have to have a
5: president like Barack was who speaks out about it. You got to be able to talk about it. And if I'm elected president, this is going to be something that I'm not going to pretend is not happening. I think it
1: matters what presidents say and how they say it and what they do. So, of course, uh, Barack spoke out about it. And what he did was he prejudged and he got it all wrong. That's what Barack did, stupid. And this president spoke out about the George Floyd incident. He was, he was right out of the gate. He was condemning it. He was, I don't like what I saw. I don't like it at all. That makes me sad. It was, it's a sad day for America. This is not good, whatever. He, and he, he immediately called for a Department of Justice FBI investigation. So, yeah, it matters. And this president said and did all the right things regarding that. And then this is Biden on PBS, uh, which is more, more fake news. Only it's publicly funded. You and I pay for it. There's news on PBS. PBS, yeah. Is it Sesame Street and uh, right? Yeah, but they do a News Hour. Really? Uh, oh, sure. Remember the the the, the McNeil layer, and that, that was hour. a great show. Well, well, now, now they have this uh, uh, CNN transplant, Judy Woodruff. Judy who, who Woodruff. To, she was at CBS. <laughs> yes. Then she was uh, CNN for a while, and she's still hanging on. Oh yeah. She's still hanging story. up. I, I know she's got to be. She's got to look like. Uh, well, I don't want to say what she looks <laughs> like. She's 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 up there. in you. she's a nice lady. I remember her when she used to come yeah, on. Yeah, I miss yeah. show. She's a nice lady. She's, she's biased for sure. But anyway, this is what Biden said to her on PBS. Take a listen. Cut nine. I think this president has stoked racism from the time he made
4: a moral equivalence between those folks coming out of the fields in Charlottesville carrying torches and their veins bulging and what? carrying Nazi flags and accompanied by white supremacists and a young girl gets killed. What? And he gets asked about it. He says they're
1: a moral wow. equivalence. They're good people on both sides. It matters what presidents say. It uh, sure does. Now, of course, that's a complete lie. Uh, it's been debunked.
0: It's been uh, you just ask Jake Tapper. Right. Does I it, mean, does we- it matter what ex-vice presidents say to <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Matt. Speaking of liars. I mean, this guy's got a I mean, there's a litany of lies from his uh, his academic credentials to uh, I was a professor. A million lies. He's got a million, million lies. And uh, he's corrupt. Ukraine, China, whatever. But uh, that whole thing about Charlottesville, when there's very fine people look, if the president said it today, there were there some very fine people in that crowd. You'd say, yeah, you're right. There were. There were some people who were, who were peaceful protesters. You mean uh, this weekend,
0: not not Charlottesville? This, this past weekend, Of course. Yeah. There were some people no, who... No, even Charlottesville. Their hearts were, are in the right
1: place. Even appealed. Charlottesville. Right. That, that was a, a, a protest between pro-Confederate statue people and anti-Confederate statue people. Both reasonable people who disagreed. I happen to... I believe it or not fell on the side of the anti-Confederate statue people. I I, I don't think you could defend putting a Confederate statue on government property. You can put it on your own property, put it anywhere you want, but you can't put it on government property. I mean, they did try to break away from the Union, or they were pro-slavery, whatever it is. I don't think you can really intellectually defend that, whatever. And people of good, uh, you know, good intentions think differently, especially if you have a, mindset, uh, a, a Southern mindset. You can think that. So they were good people. Now, that was hijacked. That protest uh, by the anti-Confederate people, by Antifa, just like these, uh, these protests in the George, George Floyd killing was hijacked by Antifa as well. Same thing. And they were good people. That's what he's talking about.
0: Good people who were, def- who, were, who, were uh, who are you talking to? I'm sorry, no, Bo just, he's, gonna, he's calling in now. He wants to talk to us about this, too. So he, we heard from Bernie Kerrick. We heard from Rich Lowry. And you're right, the, anti, the anti-final is up. But Bo is on the line right now. He wants to make a couple of statements here today. So here he is, the hero cop, our dear friend, Bo Dietl. Good morning, Bo.
4: Well, Sid and Bernie, boy, this is unbelievable what's going on in this country. And it's definitely an organized effort when you get people paid to break up sidewall, to make, make bricks and make cement pieces so they could throw it at cops. And they actually have video of guys giving money to demonstrators. This is an organized effort, and that's what should be investigated. They should put undercovers in there, get these troublemakers out, and stop it. God bless Monaghan. I just heard him, the chief of the New York City Police Department, was just on Fox TV.
0: Oh, Terrence Monaghan. He came up big today, huh? Okay.
4: No, he came up big, and you know what he said? He said this uh, this governor's got a mouth on him saying that the cops— are overreacting in New York City. I challenge him to stand side-by-side with me during one of those demonstrations, getting spat at, getting bricks thrown at you. One cop got his teeth knocked out. Molotov cocktails. Mr. Governor, you're a tough guy? Well, why don't you go to the scene of the demonstration and go with your own eyes to see what you're going to do, big tough guy? Because I know no balls... De Blasio is hiding in, the, in Gracie Mansion. Why does he get out there? If I was the friggin' mayor of New York City, I'd be right there in the demonstration expressing to people you're going to get locked up. If you start destroying property and you start hurting people, you're getting jailed up. I'd be cuffing them.
1: We have no leaders, Bo. No leaders like that. That's what we need. We don't have them.
4: But, I mean, the, the governor's opening his mouth. He's a tough guy. Yeah, I know. He's a, Mr. a punk. Mr. Governor. Mr. Governor, you're a tough guy. You're a big guy. You're six foot four, tough guy. You work out. Get your ass over there on the line and let's see what these cops are going through. I've never seen such great restraints by the NYPD getting spat at. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: cur-
0: cursed out,
1: right and to their faces,
4: thrown
0: at their faces. I mean all kinds of nasty stuff. I don't know how they do it.
4: I congratulate you guys for, for, for honoring the police because they, I've never seen restraint like this ever. And the New York City Police Department doesn't need the National Guard. They are its own entity. They will take care of this. But the reality is they got to get support from this big bird mayor and the, and the, and the no-balls governor. If you got balls, Mr. Governor, get on the line there with Monaghan. See what you're facing there. See what these good cops are doing out there by holding back and restraint.
0: Not only that, Bob, but they got to come out at some point and say, listen, listen. And DeMarche did do this. Uh, Bernie, you made this point. You're exactly right. He defended the cops as not being racist a couple of weeks ago after the Garcia uh, uh, incident. But they got to come out, Paul, and they got to say the cops are not racist. There is no systematic racism with our police. This was a very unfortunate incident. It was a tragedy. It was a horror. We're going to make sure that cop pays the price. But the government officials need to come out and say nice things about the cops. There
4: is no systematic racism. That cop is a scumbag and she got away for the rest of his life for murder. End of story. We all agree with that. Yeah. What I saw and you saw, so there's no debating that. But what's happening now is, is, is tragic. Do you know a police officer, a woman, went home on Saturday night and she was at the demonstration. She blew her brains out. Do you know that?
1: Uh, I, I, I mentioned difference. it a couple of times this morning, but Yeah, it was a terrible thing. Right after her work, she went home and put a bullet in her head. Really awful. I mean, this the is what, this on what on the, the, the cops face what the cops are going through when you're on that line
4: and when you have people throwing stuff at you spitting at you and going in your face and pushing you and doing everything what about those four cops with the molotov cocktail we could have four dead cops in that bed and this is they're trying to kill cops and you want to know something what's scary to me is these rebel robbers, george soros antifas the same pieces of crap that was at the inauguration the same pieces of crap that go on these college campuses They are going to stir this up more and guarantee you, you're going to have protesters that are going to die. And you know who's going to get blamed for it? President Trump. It's going to be his fault.
3: Yeah,
1: no, no doubt. It was completely coordinated. I mean, they were cocked and loaded and ready for an incident like this. And now they put the plan into effect. And it's kind of working because uh, with the help of the media, it is working, Bo. They're providing these kids in the street who are these, these otherwise peaceful protesters, but easily swayed, providing them with the bottles full of uh, kerosene to, to turn into instant uh, Molotov cocktails, incendiary devices, whatever to throw at the cops. No, this is, uh, as you point out, coordinated. But we're out of time, but you are a hero cop. And uh, it's always great to hear from you on, on matters like this. We'll, we'll hear from you tomorrow.
4: All right, I'll see you tomorrow, guys.
0: All right, all right. Bo, well, thank you very much. Bo's about to hop on, uh, Fox, on uh, Fox News Radio anyway. So, But he wanted to uh, j- jump in here. He did hear his friend Bernie Carrick earlier. Bernie was terrific. Back here on the
1: Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. You know, it's no uh, secret. The real weenie, the real culprit here uh, in, in, in this national scourge of these riots that we're having across the country was the mayor of Minnesota. He made the decision, it was him who made the decision to evacuate the third precinct and it was at that moment when, they, when we saw those cops exiting the third precinct, they, then, then they subsequently burnt it down, well they didn't burn it completely now, but they destroyed it, burnt it. It was after that that this whole thing metastasized. Around the nation, people said, wow And, of course, these Antifa creeps who were cocked and loaded, waiting for an an incident like this to take advantage of, they had these plans all laid out, and they actually executed their plans, and they executed them pretty well because it worked. The the riots, uh, well, they're in full-fledged activity across the country. And you had, uh, what, you had this uh, white girl from Catskill, New York, this chubby white girl who threw a Molotov cocktail at the cops these people are outsiders. They're Antifa people. Again, they were all waiting. You had John Miller, the, the terror chief of the NYPD. He intercepted messages from people. Now, this, is what he, this is what he actually wrote, a statement. Before the protests began, organizers, organizers of certain anarchist groups set out to raise bail money and people who would be responsible for, for raising bail money. They set out to recruit medics and medical teams with gear to deploy in anticipation of violent interactions with police. And they're prepared to commit property damage, blah, blah, blah. He goes on and on, talks about how they've uh, they've uh, sent around incendiary uh, liquid to a lot of these people on the streets, and that's what happened. That is what happened. They took full advantage of it, and that's why the president says he's going to declare Antifa a domestic uh, terror organization. Well, they are.
0: They are. They, they clearly
1: should. are. Yes. And you have uh, you have uh, him. You have uh, Bill Barr. You have Marco Rubio. You have all kinds of people who are, uh, know it, are aware of it, and are all for it. And yes, the president can start the ball rolling, despite what CNN says on getting this uh, 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 this organization declared a terror organization. And they are. They're animals. And and you know what? Uh, this AOC of uh, supporting Antifa. I mean, we have we have quizzlings amongst us. It's unbelievable! It's like it's like uh, it's like sympathizing. It's like Al Qaeda sympathizers. It's same same thing. thing with China. Yeah, they they side with China. They side with Antifa. I mean, whose side are you on? The United States or or the enemy side?
0: I mean, we uh, I, you're asking me. I don't have the answer for you. I, I don't I don't understand the the reason why she's so popular. And she is. No one's beaten her. I mean, people are starting to drop out now. They don't want no part of this. this girl.
1: Well, you got this one. Uh, the Republican just, dropped out. No, you had the the one who just had the. Uh, there's a. There is actually a primary this month.
0: That's right. Michelle Caruso
1: Cabrera just debated her. Right. That's right. And she is it a, got nasty that debate. Well, yeah, it got nasty. Yeah. Uh, but she 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 may have a shot. The yeah, know, Jamaican you, lady she, just dropped oh, out. Oh, she's right. the Republicans out. No Republican <laughs> has a chance. No chance. But Michelle Caruso Cabrera, who has uh, half a brain. And uh, some common sense,
0: she has a shot, so keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. All right, folks, we hope you enjoyed this edition. I want to thank Rich Lowry, uh, Bernie Carrick, Bo Deedle, and, of course, Naked Cowboy. See you tomorrow at 6.